Hello everyone, this is Caleb GM. A quick word before our show today. Bird. Bird is the word. Last time on Trailblazers, the party had been cornered by a Rokusaki and were readying themselves for a final defensive when they received an offer from a woman working for the Lin Kuei, Lady Atsoa. She offered them safe passage out of Antioch and promises of no more trouble from the Lin Kuei if only they would hand Setsuko over to them. After much debate, the party agreed, but as soon as Lady Atsoa saw her carved up face from what Phoenix had done to her, the deal was off. The party then decided to go on the offensive instead of waiting to die. They learned they needed permission to get past the Lost Wood to get to Rokusaki's stronghold, and they decided to lay in wait for a package they had learned was soon coming through. Will the party be able to get past the Lost Wood? Will they outsmart Orokusaki? Or will they go out in a blaze of glory? Find out this week on Trailblazers. We're waiting to jump the package. Yeah, we're jumping the package. Jump the package? Yeah. Yeah, but we're going to try and get some sleep in the time we have left before the package arrives since it's like the middle of the night. Okay. I, 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 that's, Coming I'm in like three hours, assume. so you won't be able to get your eight night, eight hours of rest and regain anything. Okay. It'll just be a Darn solo it. rest. Of course not. Why can't the thing come in eight hours? <laughs> I'll tell him to hold off. Yeah, we'll just run ahead of you real quick. All right, so you're just going to wait for that to happen? Yep. How are you waiting? What's your positioning here? Behind trees. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah just kind of like in a brush anyway. Uh, um, you are know, you surrounding? Would... Are you all on one side? Oh, I I'm going to make have a battle. You're gonna, and I say you get shot. You're like, no, no, no. We were on the right side behind a tree. So tell me no, now. No, wait, wait. Just a quick recap. I want to be in the in the top foliage and just like drop down. Ah! Like on there top is, of lame. Okay. There, there is like a road, right? Yes, it's, it's a dirt path. Okay, well, I'm ranged. So I do what I always do. I'm back with a clear line of fire, not hitting my friends. Okay, with back a... where? Off to the side in the woods? Somewhere yeah. down the road? Or off no, the sides in the woods? And somewhere... You know, if there's like an incline, high ground. Well, there isn't much of a high ground. I'm sitting in the first low branch of a tree. Okay. I'm going to be behind a tree. All right, Phoenix will oh. as well join you down there since he needs to get up to the battle. Yes. Phoenix is limping real bad from his wound. He's not looking good at all. Good. Only too bad that I can't heal him. I hope he just takes a couple with him. After a while, you hear a carriage approaching. That's what I'm doing in the tree. Yes. You're whistling? No. Um, I'm a bird. Whistle, whistle. <laughs> I step out into the road and I immediately become Mel Gibson. And I say, this road belongs to the Continental Congress. And I say, what are you, a bunch of Jews? <laughs> what if, you're Mel, if, you're, if you're Mel Gibson. Oh. No. The carriage, is, uh, when it starts coming into view, is essentially when it gets to the edge of the Lost Woods, the little entrance, and they stop there. And you see that uh, there is no driver, there is no horses, but it is a centaur pulling this this carriage. <laughs> there is also um, two ninjas, uh, Lin Kuei, I should call them. This person, well, it's a, a lady in kind of ninja garb, but it's all pink, and she has like a, a mask over her face. Lose some weight. Um, there's also... Along with these two Lin Kuei and this Lady Lin Kuei, who just looks different, special, are two Wervians. Wervians are like dragon-looking guys. They have wings, long tails that look like they could hurt with like a barb at the end, uh, big clawed feet and hands, uh, armor. They've got scales, but they've got more of like a, a like a big maw, uh, but they're like bipedal. Uh, they look very strong, and obviously with the wings they can fly. 
and they're holding weapons as well. Mm. So, but there's a lot of guys. The the carriage has stopped. Uh, turns around so that the back of the carriage is facing the woods, and you guys can like see into the carriage. The two Orbians, they go up and they take keys out from their pockets, and there are two locks on either side. They put it and they turn it, and they open up the doors at the same time. And in the back is somebody sitting in a chair. You can't quite get a view. It's dark. The two Lin Kuei come forward, and they have these pole arms with some sort of device at the end of it. And they go, and they stick in the end of the device, and you can hear some sort of uh, dragging. It sounds like a, a wooden chair being dragged on a floor, right? And it drags forward this chair, and now you can see the person in this chair. This person in this chair uh, has something over their, over their face, much like many of the Lin Kuei. Um, but this doesn't seem to be something he put on himself, because you can see he's also restrained. He's, he's strapped into the chair. His hands are in, in like uh, wrapped in like leather, a leather. It's like a straight jacket almost, except for his hands behind him. They're out in front of him, but still strapped. You completely you can't you can't see them. They can't be used. He is restrained, uh, like overly restrained. Something that you would restrain somebody who was like Hulk Hogan, but mm. this guy's not big. He's, he's actually rather small. These device um, after they drag the chair over, they use these devices to unlock him from his chair, and there's hooks on either side of his waist. Um, rings, and they use these pole arms to put a hook on each ring, and so that now they have them, and they pull them up, and he stands up, and they pull him out of the out of the uh, carriage, and uh, he's completely restrained with Tulin Quay holding him with a pole arm each on his side. Can you get what I'm dr- describing here? Yes. One of the war uh, the Warbians says something to the sky, which you obviously can't understand. They say somebody's the centaur who le- who bows. They bow to the centaur, and the centaur leaves with the carriage. Mm. The lady person has a large tube, very well decorated, all nice and fancy. And that is what you see. Never what do you guys sim- do? Never a simple package, like a box with a thing in it. It's always a person. So David's up in the tree. You had to play honest to the game. I, we can't even discuss it. You guys are yeah. just going to have to make a move. Yeah, I'm just asking... Caleb, David's up in the tree. Phoenix and I are behind trees. Suko somewhere. Uh, we have these two purple dragon-looking thingies. Yep. Uh, the lit chicken red, and then the two Lin Kuei pulling the guy in yep. the chair. Yep. He's not in the chair anymore. They, he's, the chair was like in the. They got him out of the chair. He's standing. And they're walking toward us through the forest. Well, you're off to the right. They're gonna be going past you into the forest. You're kind of in like the sparsely populated woods. You're not into the very specific, heavily uh, populated lost woods. Uh, can I see David from where I'm at right now? Sure. I look at him and I I look to see if he's doing anything. David, what are you doing? I have my bow drawn, just kind of training training on one of the ninjas. A Lin Kuei. Okay. So um, he can see that my bow is drawn, ready to. That the ninja can see? No, you can see. When you okay. look at me, you see my bow is drawn and training on them. So you can see I'm ready to rock. Gotcha. And they're walking toward us as we speak. No, for the second time, they're walking past you into the forest. Okay, I step out. Okay. Roll initiative. Fifteen. Dom rolled for me. Dom. Eight, eight, eight. eight. You step out. And one of the Warvians looks over you and goes and points at you, and they all turn to you. The Lin Kuei that have 
the prisoner dude uh, start pulling him away from you. Mm. The girl in the pink uh, yells out something that you don't understand. Her turn, and she vanishes in a puff of smoke, kind of like you ever <laughs> seen, um, kind of like Nightcrawler, <laughs> and appears right next to Euthadius, uh, um, but behind you. Does a 25 at your AC. Oh, regrettably. 15 points of damage. Ouch. As you get stabbed in the back. Phoenix's turn, who comes up to her, hitting her. Just cleaving her head into. Like, <laughs> hitting a girl. He has a bad habit of that. Oh. <laughs> Doing seven points of damage. One of the Worvians turns, and one Worvian takes to the sky, starts flying up into the air, and oh, flies up uh, rather darn high. Uh, so high, he's spending his whole turn to do it. The other Worvian uh, kind of runs at you, and he kind of does little jumps where he keeps his, he flexes, his flutters his wings a little bit to kind of make more ground, mm-hmm. and comes up to you, Thaddeus. Does a 29 hit your AC? Oh, yeah. I don't like they're hitting so hard. 23 points damage. I'm on. I'm out on the ground. Ouch. Uh, I'm going to use a, what's it called? Heroes Defiance. Yes. All right. Use it. Remember, you get, I think, an extra D6, whatever, read the spell. Um, that's the Warbian's turn, so it's now your turn, Thaddeus. 18, 19. Uh, and the Warbian's in front of me? Yep. And the girl's sword. at your back. I'm bringing the sword down on his head. Uh, but... Can I shift so that she's not behind me, but I can still attack him? Yes. I'll do that, and then I attack. Okay. Just so she's not behind me anymore. 21. Uh, it's a hit. Five damage. David's turn. All right. So Thaddeus is getting attacked by one of those, whatever those things are called. Warbeans. And, and by the girl. And by the girl. Yep. And he, just got, he just got hashtag wrecked. I'm going to shoot at the girl. Okay. And remember, I dipped my arrows, if that means anything. I'm using you one of my dipped did. ones. Did you did you did. You uh, had your silver arrows and one poison, and then... How many arrows did I give you were poisoned? I yeah. forget. I, I have... Ten arrows. Fi- five on that and five on the bolt. Oh, okay, so five are on arrows, normal arrows, and five are on bolts. Okay. Eighteen. Eighteen is a hit. Three damage. You, as you hit the person, uh, the girl cries out as you get her right in the back, and she falls over. Link play. Shuffle, shuffle, turn, shuffle. And they continue to take him back. Which what Are they going, they're going deeper into the woods? Uh, no, away from you. Okay. So adjacent to the woods. Phoenix's turn. Phoenix is going to try to go ham on the horn. Where are we at? I am Phoenix. Here we Hit. And a critical fail. So he does do... 11 points of damage to the Warbian in the air's turn, who takes his bow, pulls it back, and releases, shooting at David. Tell me, my friend David, does 23 hit your AC? Yes. Does 15 hit your AC? No. 17 points of damage. Good, does good, because I totally didn't miss that 14 shot. hit your AC? No, it does not. It actually bounces right off my armor. About a 17? Nope. He tries to hit you with his, like, it's like a, it looks like a, like a big sickle. Mm-hmm. He yeah. hears me chuckle under my helmet. <laughs> you just, like, almost died. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> it is now your turn. Double attack. Well, let's start with just the first one. 19. 10 damage. 18. 8 damage. He looks like maybe he's about half. 
Is that half? Okay. Dave's turn. I'll shoot another poisoned arrow at the thing that's fighting Thaddeus. Oh, yeah. That's a hit. Okay. 30, 31. Seven damage. Nice. Poison arrow. Because taking a beat, he's still up. But you guys have been wailing on him. He's still up. So I kind of said something about him, but <laughs> he's not super healthy. You hear an uh, obnoxiously loud bang. And it's all, it's, uh, you hear like a b- bunch of them quickly in succession. Bang, 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 bang. And uh, the chest explodes out in front of you, uh, Thaddeus. The Werbeen's chest just explodes and blood and guts goes all over you. And the mm-hmm. thing in the sky turns around and then you see it, uh, just holes start appealing, peering in it as things are flying out of its back and it falls to the ground and we got a big thud. Bang, bang, the two Lin Kuei holding the prisoner are um, kind of like explode. Um, like pieces of them explode. They don't explode. Mm-hmm. Inside. And uh, Harry Heck walks forward and he has an automatic <laughs> shotgun. And nice. then he points it at you, Thaddeus. And mm-hmm. Phoenix tackles you down behind a fallen log. And mm. bang, bang, <laughs> as Bark explodes. Uh, David, he points it at you. And. You can make a roll to drop before you get hit. That's going to be a reflex. 29. You slip off and you tumble onto the ground and then put your back up against a tree. You're standing up against a tree. Meanwhile, Thaddeus and uh, Dom are, are ducking down. So as you fall down, bang, bang, it kind of follows you down. And then and bark is exploding. And you can hear him walking closer. But there are no more shots. Are we still in initiative? Um, if you plan on attacking, yes plan on talking um you talk uh, as much as you want but as soon as there's gonna be an action of any kind we'll go back to it i yell out um i thought we had a deal never trust a deal hastily made all right then i want to go into an attack um as soon as you like get ready like you poke your head up a little bit you and uh bark explodes with you and you get the idea if you poke your head out you're gonna die before you can even draw and get your weapon pointed at him gotcha don't make this any worse than it has to be. Come out, and I'll leave enough of your face for your friends to have an open casket. Make me come after you, and I'm going to mangle you up. Phoenix just goes, fuck. If I wanted to throw my sword at him, uh-huh. what kind of roll would I have to do for that? It's your dexterity modifier plus your base attack bonus. Like you saw with David, even getting up to position yourself, you have a feeling you'll be taken out. David, Phoenix yeah. is kind of like waving you down to look at him. Okay. And then okay. He, he holds up his hand, pointing it like a gun. And then he has another hand, pointing like a gun. And he goes like this. He's, he's lifting up one hand and then hitting the gun hand and going like this. Oh, well, roll, roll perception check to see if he can't figure out what he's mining. 24. You, you think he's trying to tell you to shoot uh, his gun. And then he goes like, he holds up three fingers, then two fingers, then one fingers, and then does the make motion of you shooting the gun. Gotcha. All right. So you think you understand what he's saying? Yeah, I think so. He goes like this. He goes three with his fingers. You know, three, two. Do I see this, Caleb? Yeah, you're right next to him. One, uh, and then all of a sudden a horse starts running off on the side, and Harry Heck turns his gun and starts uh, just like quickly as me how he shoots two shots into the horse. Uh, as he does that, I pull my revolver and shoot at his gun. All right, you're trying to disarm him with a shot. All right, uh, B versus D, so roll CMB. 24. 24? Yep. Uh, you go up and you 
and you uh, pull your gun, and like almost in slow motion, he, he turns his gun to shoot you, and you fire, and you hit his gun, and it, ching, it falls out of his hand. He kind of holds his hand, kind of like his, his lower body's still facing you, but he's like turned away to off of the, the momentum of you shooting his gun. And he turns very quickly and pulls out from behind his his uh, back a uh, revolver, a <laughs> like a Magnum revolver. You're talking about yeah. here, long barrel, but still the six chamber kind of thing. He pulls it at you and goes to shoot you. You're gonna do an initiative contest with him. Whoever wins the initiative gets to fire first. Oh, you got a hard one to beat there. Twenty-three. Hey, you did it though. Uh, you go and you shoot and you, you get him right in the chest and he falls back. Thaddeus, while this is happening, as soon mm-hmm. as David goes up to shoot once, uh, Phoenix grabs you and mm-hmm. starts running with you there. So uh, by the time there's a second shot up there, you guys get up to him. Both of you get one attack. 24. Hit. 8 damage. Okay. Uh, between you, Phoenix, and David, uh, you put him down and he falls on his back. End of initiative. Are the Lin Kuei still around? Uh, they're the full ball. holes. Oh, that's right. He shot Everyone okay. was uh, just obliterated by him. Except for the girl. You killed the girl. He didn't get the girl. David stunk an arrow in her back. Uh, so he's on his back, and he's just kind of like holding his chest together. <coughs> and he starts reaching into his breast pocket. What do you do? Put my sword on his neck. And he slowly pulls uh, his hand out. Do you mind? <laughs> I use my foot to kind of like, nudge open his jacket to see what he's reaching for. Uh, there's a pack of cigarettes in his inner jacket pocket. I take one out and I light it for him. Okay. Oh, I, I wouldn't know how to do that. I'm sorry. Well, you gotta take one out. All right, and there's a, there's a lighter in there. I fed it with it for a moment, and I try and figure out how it works. You get it. I, I light it for him. He takes a puff in. David, I take it you go over to him? Yeah. Oh, man. He's fading uh, fast. You got a few seconds with him. Alright, I say, where's Kaiser Soze? Uh, <laughs> you don't find him. Don't worry, he'll find you. <laughs> I wasn't the first he sent. I ain't gonna be the last. <laughs> I guess now I see why Freddy couldn't get you. To <laughs> <laughs> be honest, at first, I was surprised. Guess we just underestimated you. Phoenix uh, picks I up say- his, his magnum. I say, you should have kept the deal. I guess I figured a dead man's money is as good as a living one. <laughs> and then, again, I ask, where's Kaiser Soze? I ain't got nothing left to say. Finish it. I offer David my sword. Um, I kind of, like, brush the sword aside. Mm-hmm. And I shoot him in the knee. <laughs> oh, and he holds his knee as his knees and exploded. I say I got all day where's Kaiser Suze <laughs> I love this tactic but you can see that you don't have all day like he's dying very soon I know but I can him. still say that okay, cool. uh, you idiot <laughs> if, you th- if you really know who he is you, ain't, you know ain't no one gonna give him up for you you are really just a bunch of fools bringing knives to gunfights <laughs> alright I shoot him in the head oh bang no, you- you cave in his head, in about three seconds he disappears. His automatic shotgun disappears. The magnet disappears out of the hand of Phoenix. And he's gone. Nothing's left but the blood. Uh, I go and check the uh, person who's the Link Labor Dragon. He has not run. He has just stood there. And what only, does he... only really part of him you can see is his eyes. He's wrapped up. 
not not a hell not a Hannibal Lecter kind of mask. It doesn't look just like that, but the idea of a muzzle so he can't do anything. <laughs> do his eyes follow me when I go in front of him? Yeah. And his hands are kind of up against his chest like this, all wrapped up in whatever thing he's wearing, so he can't use them. I look at and him. His can chains, you nod? his feet are chained together, so he can make only little steps. Can you nod? His eyes get wide. Um. At this point, Suku comes out from behind the bushes. Does it look like I can take the mask off? Or yeah, all? it's buckled behind his head. Phoenix, hold him from behind, just in case. Phoenix goes behind and holds him. I unbuckle it and I take off the mask. Okay, and you do that, you see he has uh, something stuffed in his mouth so he can't speak and he spits it out. And his eyes get wide as he looks at you. Do you understand me? He doesn't make any sort of affirmative motion. Uh, I look at Suko, ask him uh, what language he speaks. She asks him, and his eyes kind of go over to her, and he doesn't answer. This is going to be difficult. Uh, Phoenix comes up to you, David, and he goes, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Well, that's one less hunter from your world uh, to deal with. <laughs> yeah, I wish we could have got more out of him. Well, put it this way, at least we didn't have to kill these stupid dragon things on our own. I rub my shoulder. I was hit by an arrow, right? Yes, you were. I want to do a heel check to see if I can do any kind of like go field, ahead. field dressing. Yeah, go ahead. 27. Heal eight points of damage. Could I do the same to myself? 30. Uh, eight points of damage. So the guy's just following me, doesn't understand me. What do we do? Fuller of Klondike bar. I assume the uniforms are ruined. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to call them ruined, but they got some holes in them. Well, the one good thing here is that clearly Oroku wants this guy. That was quite an entourage. Mm-hmm. I go up to the guy and I go, Thaddeus, Thaddeus. I like patting my chest, like making him know that's who I am. Trying to, trying to get across the point that that's who I am, and I go like this to him. As you press on his restraining uh, jacket, mm -hmm. he just kind of looks down at your hand and looks back up at you. What does he look like? Is he He's a northern skinny. man? He's skinny. He is not from the north. He's white. Very unremarkable. Does not look like the kind of person that we need the security. We're not here to ask questions. We're here to deliver the package. Yeah. Asking questions usually means we go on another mission. I'm not going to do that. And I want to clear conscience when I hand this guy over. We don't want to find out later that he was a clergyman or whatever. So in case he is somebody you don't want to hand over, you don't want to know that. You're right, that won't bother your conscience. Well, he's not talking to me anyway. <laughs> it's not like I could know anyway. What matters more, your actions or the matter of the heart? Thaddeus, Bible learner, religious man. Bible of Man the, of religion. What, religious what is the, person. What, ma what matters is the attitude of the heart, but the regrettable thing is that actions have consequences whether or not the attitude of the heart was So right does or. inactions. What do you guys want to do? Phoenix, uh, I try to speak to him in... Drow sign language. Okay. Dwarven and Elven. I didn't know you had Drow sign language. I do. I'm half Drow. Okay. Uh, he doesn't respond to any of those things. Darn it. Okay. Um, when you do Drow sign language, though, your um, fireflies buzz all around you. Will you stop it? I'm trying to talk to someone. Um, <laughs> no, I look at them, and I go, hello? And they make a smile, and they make a oh, hello wave. You, you learn something new every day. Wow, that's cool. Okay, I'm, I'm going to write that down. Uh, Phoenix uh, goes, are you done playing with your fireflies, Thaddeus? 
Hey, they know they know language. Phoenix goes up to the prisoner. Can you fight? And the guy gives him the same response he's given everyone, which is no response, just like a, just giving the attention, but not not responding in any way. He goes over and picks up like that glaive-looking thing, and like mm-hmm. points at it, and then points at him. And again, the guy doesn't give a response. He just kind of looks at it and looks at Phoenix and looks back and forth. You know that would be a good idea. Uh, if well, the guy's not doing anything, I do check the bodies of the wyverns and the chick. All right, the wyverns have the weapons and all that, and they have um, symbols of the Lin Kuei. Mm. The chick, uh, as you take off her mask, is Lady Atsoa. <laughs> of course, she had that very well-decorated tube. The, uh, I look at the tube. It has, like, an imperial dragon around it. It has the insignia of the Lin Kuei. It's sealed. It's sealed, as in, if we open it, people will we break. Us. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I take that, and I put it in my side pouch. Okay. Oh, it's big. It's, like, carried. Oh, okay. It's, I like, put as my big as a away. scabbard. I, I carry it, then. Right. Um... You don't want to read it? I, if I open it, I break the seal. If we have to, I mean, we could, but we still have to get past the Guardian. I, I'll open it once we're past the Guardian. That is the first wise thing you have come up with in a very long time, Thaddeus. Oh, thank you, Phoenix. Forgot about uh, the Guardian. Lady Atso was wearing a mask, or she was just wearing that thing in front of her face? Yeah, the thing in front of her face, and you took it off so you can see her. Uh, Phoenix, you have a sack? Yes. May I see it, please? Yeah, uh, he throws you it. Uh, is there anything in it? There's no, it's like an empty right? burlap sack kind of thing. Uh, I cut off her head and I put it inside the sack. Okay. Done. 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 And I toss it back to him. Oh, uh, we can't release this guy if he's not going to talk to us. I never said anything about releasing him. No, I know, but I just said that mm-hmm. out loud. Uh, uh, so, Phoenix- so he, so he could hear me say it. Mm-hmm. Phoenix, what languages do you speak? Let me check my character sheet. <laughs> Those oh, uh, the basic languages: Draconic, Dwarven, Elven, Orc, Undercommon. Give it a shot with this guy. He goes through them all and gets no answer. Well, I'm sure one thing is clear: he has no love for Oroku. I hope so. Or maybe Oroku kidnapped him to use him. It will still remain. He will have no love for him. Correct. But let's get through the gates. Uh, I try to. I. I have my helmet on. I uh, do the Linkway have any kind of black cloaks or anything like that? No, just their outfits, their garbs. Drat. Yeah, I find I keep my cloak yeah. covered over me. Uh, Phoenix like shoves one of the Linkway over. Well, the freaking uh, your friend there, Mister Heck, ruined our disguises. Hey, you, you should anyone have, have a Lin- men spell? Who am I talking to? Of course you don't. I look at him. You still have that guy buried in the forest? Oh, he's not buried. Is his outfit workable? Uh, I should have thought that earlier. Oh, crap. Well. He's not wearing an outfit. The guy. He wasn't. Oh, yeah, you're right. He was in, well, good civilian clothes, yeah. Um, is that Lady Atsoa's thing, like, pink or red? Like a dark red. Pink. 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 I I lift up her thing. Interested? Phoenix gives you a look. As much as my body is exactly the same uh, as hers is, it might fit Setsuko more than me. I offer it to Setsuko. Do you want me to put this on, Master? If you would like. Just something to cover your face. And look disguised. And I hand her a sword. She, she undresses Setsu- Lady Atsoa and, and dresses up as Atsoa. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lady Atsoa had a sword or a short sword or something like she that? She had a dagger. Have... I hand it to Setsuko. Okay. She is now Lady Atsoa. Huh. Uh, I look at David. You ready to go? Yeah. We have to drag this guy. 
then let us go. And I, I kind of take the guy under the arm. I don't push him. I, I kind of motion forward. And I start pulling him a little bit. Mm, he goes as you pull him. Okay, I just kind of pulling him along. Um, Phoenix hands you one of the rods that's on his side. And he takes the other rod. Rod? The rods that they had him Okay, with. got you. Got you. Have you ever seen, uh, like, those collars they put on dogs? Yeah. It's a rod with, like, a metal ring on the end, a metal yeah, wire so ring. It's similar to that. Keeps them at a distance, but... Yeah, similar to that. Yeah. Phoenix says, I don't know how this is going to work without disguises. Uh, we shall you see. Have some, you have something to cover your face that's inconspicuous? And I pull up one of the Lin Kuei face covers. Goes, I don't think uh, they have many Lin Kuei in plates of armor and a small face mask. Maybe not. I think what we're going to have to do is give Suko the the tube too mm-hmm. and let her speak to the guardian and ask if it can show us the way through i offer her the tube she goes you you want me to do what hmm. when we when we come back to the guardian i want you to pretend you're one of them and ask to be shown through what do i do if they ask me why you guys are here we're the guards we're guarding this guy. Just tell, and just, yeah, or just tell him that's Oroku's business. Okay. I don't know if I can do this, but I will try, oh, Master. Don't worry, we trust you. All right, you guys go into the forest? Yes. Yeah. Okay, you go in. It's a shame you didn't put uh, the guy's mask back on. You go into the forest. What guy? Um, and the we still have it with us. Yeah, but you didn't put it on. Uh, you're in the forest. The leaves, a little wind picks up, and leaves kind of rustle up in the middle and make the... The figure, the outlining kind of a person almost. And it's the guardian, as you saw before. And uh, Setsuko walks forward and starts speaking to the guardian. And there's some conversation back and forth. And the guardian uh, looks at you both and uh, says something. And all of a sudden you hear singing. All of a sudden, the forest gets a little bit brighter as opposed to the dark it was before. Each pathway that was darkened, one of them is lit up, and the uh, guardian disappears. I guess we take that one. So you go through. Uh, For the next maybe eight little kind of rooms, I'm going to call them, even though they're not rooms, there's only one area lit up, and you go through, and you eventually make it through the, the way. And then you eventually come out and into a field. Plain area, and on your right, in in a bit of a distance, is like an ocean, and it kind of curves around. And then uh, Sugo says, like points past the ocean, kind of alongside it. That's where we'll need to go. How do you know? Because I know where he lives. Okay. Uh, anyone have any ideas of what we need to do between now and then? Yeah, I'll read whatever's in that tube. We did yeah. say if we get to the other side, David. Yeah, I agree with Phoenix, and I also think we should wait till nightfall till we approach. The house. It'll take some time to get in range of it. We can make that time up now while it's daylight. If, if that's what you want, Master. Well, I also think we should read the tube. Well, let's find a spot out of, the, out of view to rest for now. It's plains. There is no spot that we can remain hidden. You can not sit down, the, but you will not be hidden. Not even in the edge of the forest? Uh, I guess if you want to stay close to the forest, yeah. Okay, let's, let's crack her open if you guys want to. I still need to know what you're doing. Are you doing this as you're walking? Or are you going to wait at the forest? Let's, I, I would say let's wait at the edge of the forest. I mean, that's just me. Okay. I, I, 
if there's a breeze that comes out, I don't want this thing, like this breeze, hitting the paper that's inside and then it flying away somewhere. Okay. You crack it open, you pull out, and there's a lot of paperwork. They look like uh, some sort of... Uh, there's two kinds. There's a bunch of schematics, and then there's a uh, what looks like a, a letter. Which would you like to look at first? The letter. Okay. It's obviously written in uh, Aslanti. So I take it you beckon Suko over and ask her to read it. I do. This is about you. It says, A series of unfortunate events has occurred. The thugs <laughs> from the Empire have killed... The victims were civilians, and it appears the killings were unprovoked. I understand your tactic was self-defense only, but I appreciate you seeing things my way and going on the offense. Evil will never back down, no matter how much you try to convince them their way of life is unfit for mankind to adhere to. These thugs will never stop trying to do evil. Although our first attempt on their lives was unsuccessful, and there was a drawback. Tamatsu's death is worse than we expected, for Tamatsu had all the information regarding wish rings that we had her seek out, although it seems that the information did not die with her. I understand that she shared some of the information with her brother. At the soonest possible moment, she reached out to Akoto and see what he knows. Though the old king's wish ring is in the hands of those that would do evil, perhaps with this information we can learn how to counter whatever nefarious things they plan to do with it. Regarding Setsuko, we'll have to go to plan B. I assure you the news I sent is true. I saw her myself. I regret that I cannot meet with you, Master Saki, but I will carry out this task you have given me with strength and honor. All precautions are being taken to transport Malpass the Mangler, as the men have taken to calling him, to the predetermined place. I do not understand why you wish to have him incarcerated for the rest of his life and not executed but of course your word cannot be questioned, and it seems that your mercy truly is without its limits. Lady Atsoa. Look at the schematics. The schematics uh, are... Do you make a knowledge engineering check. That's what you're going to have to make. and then, Or you could do a knowledge arcana. It's your choice, whatever you have higher. If you have either. 24. This seems to be a schematics to some sort of machine. Uh, you look at the machine, and it has three chambers, and there's something about them written in Aslanti that you can't understand, and you ask Setsuko to translate, and she says, power source over each of them. And the chambers connect to this machine, and then there's four slots in the machine. It says rod in each above, above each of the slots. And then uh, Setsuko reads the top of the page to you where the title says, says weather manipulator. That would explain a lot. Okay. It's pages and pages of schematics about this thing. It seems to be very complicated. Makes me think he already has this thing. Do we have anything to write with? Yeah, um, Thaddeus has some quilt and ink. Yeah, write it down again. I write it in English. Yes, yeah, ha- I was about to say have Suko write it down, translate. Okay, it takes some time, but she does it for you. She says it and you. she dictates. I look at Phoenix and I say, this will take a little while. Rest for a while, my friend. Or, I don't say my friend. Okay. Sorry. He sits down. It's happy to get off his leg. Victims were civilians, and it appears the killings were unprovoked. I understand your tactic was self-defense, but I appreciate you seeing things my way. Going on the who did we kill that was unprovoked? <laughs> we killed the shopkeepers. Hey, I only killed one of them. One of them. I just fed the heart to the second one. Told you I didn't kill him. But this doesn't make sense. 
What's confusing you? Sounds she... like what's written about me all the time. Their way for life is unfit for mankind to adhere to. These thugs never stopped trying to do evil, although our first attempt on their lives was unsuccessful, and there was a drawback. Yeah, no kidding. No, the, the chronology doesn't make sense, Phoenix. Meaning, we killed the shopkeepers yesterday. Mm-hmm. You mean this morning? This morning, yes. After we killed the assassin. After the attempt on our lives. Uh-huh. So this is saying we killed people before that. And we I don't didn't. think so. It's just stating that they happened. Maybe. The first all the part is talking about us and what we did, and the second part is talking about the consequences of killing whoever this uh, Tamotsu is. Oh, and uh, I want to do something else. Since it would be impossible for us to, mm -hmm. to copy it, I take the schematics. Yeah. I put them in my bag. Okay. And I take equal amounts of like blank paper from Thaddeus and I roll it up and put it in the tube. Phoenix says, what are you doing? Well, just in case this is, can be used for a trade hmm. to make him think he has the schematics. I'm sure the emperor would like to have these schematics unless you disagree. Okay, so how hot is it? It's early, early morning at this point, right, Caleb? Yeah. Okay, sun's not so even how, up yet. How long do you think it takes us to copy and paste? 30 minutes max. So we do that. Um, I said, Suko, how long would it take us to get from here to the castle? Maybe a day. It's not a castle. What is it? It's like, um, like a floating... A floating building. Floating building, water, my arch nemesis. Darn it. I recommend we get moving. Unless you guys would disagree. I do not. No, I, I agree. Phoenix. Yeah? I would recommend that you maybe trot, trot along on your horse for now to stay off the leg. Very well. Well, at least we got to learn the Mr. Malpass's name over here. And also we know that the assassin's brother knows about the ring. Or they think he might know about the ring. Well, I think for once we need to uh, throw away our modus operandi of kill everything we see. And maybe just wound that person, see if we can't get him to talk. Malpass the Mangler, as the men have taken to calling him to the predetermined place. Why you wish to have him incarcerated for the rest of his life and not executed. But of course your word cannot be questioned as it seems that your mercy truly is without limits. Suko, do you know of any other place around here like that? Would there be a separate place they might use as a prison or? I do not know. I look at the guy and I say, Malpass, just to see if he responds to it. He his turns name. his head and looks at you. The same way, or is it like a different response? Uh, he's only ever moved his eyes before. Now he moves his whole head and looks at you. I point at him, and I just say, Malpass. His eyes get wide. Mm, man. Uh, do you understand? He gives no response. Oh, my gosh. And then uh, still looking at the guy. He's still looking at me. Mm -hmm. I say, Rokusaki. He doesn't, like, remain the same way he was with his eyes wide. He kind of does something else, but it, he doesn't, like, make any sort of head nod or affirmative or anything. <sighs> All right. Come over here, my pass. Uh, Phoenix um, gets up and goes over to the, the, the feet chains of Malpass. And uh, he, using, like, a sword. Uh, and after a little bit, he breaks the chains. At least uh, he can keep up with us. Okay. I think we should let them go all together. If we no, want, okay. if we want to be his friend, I don't think having him in, in his 
uh, restrained for the next day will really endear him to us or endear us to him. Right. But you want to free somebody called Malpass the Mangler. Sounds like my kind of guy. Not mine, unfortunately. We'll keep him chained up for now. Malpass, if you can understand me, at least know that I wanted to let you go. If you're going, these two, these two didn't want to let you go. I'm for you. Ten out of ten. I love your work. No response. I take it. The guy does turn to look at Phoenix, but doesn't respond. Uh, I want to try one more thing. I look at him and I say, uh, "Orokusaki," and then I take my finger and do like a cutthroat. Okay. And then I just kind of hold out my hands in front of me, like you know, like you get it. He kind of cocks his head to the left, cocks his head to the right, and straightens out again. Yeah, sorry, Phoenix. I can't see letting this guy go if he won't even communicate with us. Very well. What do you think, Suko? Whatever you think's best. Of course. I say we start um, heading towards it. Yeah. You start walking. And um, if anyone has a knowledge nature check, they can make that now. I do not. Me neither. Okay, you're walking. You I would... I would like to use a lay on hands though on myself. Do it. Or, uh, David, how bad are you? Not bad at all. Okay. 15. Yeah, okay. Yes. Keeping him tied up is not going to win you any points, but I bet if you give him a healing, that might uh, make your case for later. I look at Malpass and see if he has any damage on him. He's so covered up, you don't know. His face looks fine. I start trying to move his clothes around to see if I can you see can't damage. See You'd have to un uh, unhook him and undress him. Unchain him? Yeah. It's not chains as much as it's a restraining leather kind of thing. Belts and buckles. Okay, Phoenix. If we're going to do this, you're going to hold him down. I'm going to hold him down as you heal him? I don't think... This kind of sends a mixed message here. I don't want to waste a lay on hands if I don't need to use one. He wants to see if he's actually even hurt. I'm going to say heal him or don't. If we unchain him, he's not hurt, and chain him back up, I think they'll do worse than leaving him alone. <sighs> Very well. If we need this later and we don't have... I'm just giving you an idea. You are such a bitter little girl. I know. I know. Fine. Hey, are listen. He likes. He's, he's going to like me. He's, you don't want to be like this. Not I do fun. use detect evil on him, though, without anyone else knowing. Oh, okay. Yep. You detect Thaddeus, uh, uh, Phoenix, and this guy. Ooh. I kind of pat him down as a pretense. Like, I don't, I'm not patting him down. Okay, then you're just groping him? What are you doing no, here? I'm trying to feel if he's wounded, if he has holes on him. If you he's can't bleeding. feel anything through the leather. He's just kind of looking at you with his eyes. He's not moving his head. Seems fine to me. Sometimes, Thaddeus, I think you're just a waste of space. Indeed. And I kind of walk on ahead. All right, you guys walk. Uh, and you're going through a field of those flowers that, uh, mm -hmm. that one of the ones of which he gave you, David, as well okay. as uh, there's a few, there's like, they kind of scatter out, but there's a base of something else that you're not sure. You go alongside the uh, ocean and you start walking on the ocean. And at one point, uh, you see something a bit in the distance. Uh, some sort of pile of something uh, on the on the beach, right where the waves are crashing. We can't make it out at all? No, it's big. That's all you know. You'd have to get closer to figure out what it is. I use my eagle vision. Okay, that's not a thing. I know. Okay, I uh, I approach it cautiously. Okay. You eventually get in the range to see that it is a dragon. A living, breathing dragon? It is a dragon. Darn it. Go ahead, make a perception check, Thaddeus. 
Thank you. 18. I will say that it's not moving. I'll throw a rock at it. Oh, you're going to get a lot closer for that. You're going to get that close? No. I look at Satsuko. Do we have to go that direction? We can go around. It'll take longer. How much longer? Uh, maybe. Uh, depends how far away you want to go around. A couple hours to half a day. I look at David. I'm not so sure. We've killed dragons before. <laughs> we had dragons. Oh, yeah, and you have your dragons. But oh, wait, you broke that. Well, at least you still have your dra Oh, wait, that's broken, too. <laughs> I only had one dragon. All in one battle, if I remember correctly. Chiral perception? Uh, yeah. 23. It is not moving. As Which much as way? you can tell, it's not moving. Which way is the wind blowing? Oh, uh, boy. Uh, away from the ocean towards you. Crap, okay. Let's try and walk around him. Give him a wide berth, a couple hundred feet. Yeah, you don't want to check it out? No. Maybe if I had a night's sleep, but no. Phoenix, what do you think? I'm on a horse, so... <laughs> Look at my horse. My horse is amazing. Let's get a little bit closer. I mean, if we get close to it and we see that it's just sleeping or something, we can go around. I know it sounds stupid, but I kind of want to check it out. Hey, worst, that happen worst thing comes to worse is I take David, throw him on the horse, and, you know, leave Thaddeus behind to be the distraction. We got out of here, David. <laughs> I mean, really? I was, I was actually going to suggest Thaddeus stay behind and me and you go up and check it out. <laughs> All right, hop on. All right, I get on the back of the horse. Okay, you're on, it, like, you're, it looks like you're on a shadow, but you can feel, not a shadow, but a shadowy, smoky creature. But you're on. You physically feel physically like you're on a horse. I and sit Mel pissed down and I offer him some food while they're doing this. And I, uh, I have my bow out and I tell uh, Phoenix just go within about forty feet. That's okay. all the space I need. He he trots for a little bit, then slows down to a walk. Uh, back at the thing with Thaddeus, uh, you offer him the food and he kind of looks at it and he kind of like moves his his hands a little bit. Mm -hmm. Kind of looks at the food. He can't get it up to his face. He can't get his. The hands are completely encased in this leather outfit. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I thought they were just like this or like this out in front of him. I didn't okay, know. Okay, you were say encased. this. I have no camera for you, so you're going to have to use more words than this. My bad. I thought they were um, like out in front of him, manacled. No, no. They are like in a straight jacket, but instead of a straight jacket that goes around him, mm -hmm. it's all in front of him. Like up against his chest, wrapped in the straight jacket. Uh, I break off a piece of food and I put it to his mouth. He opens his mouth. I put it in. He eats it. Wonderful. And I do this for a little while. Okay. He only, I, he only eats a little bit. Not for some water. He takes a sip. All right. You get up close to it uh, like you asked Phoenix to do. Well, now that I'm a little bit closer, can I tell anything different? Uh, it like, is half covered by sand. You know when you put your foot near the, uh, like, on the line of where the waves are lapping up? And after it goes back a couple times, sand kind of covers your foot. Yeah. You sink in. This has happened to this dragon. So it has been here for a little bit. And its mouth is open. And half full of sand. Half? Ew. It's a big creature, and I'm close to it, so I would think if it was breathing, wouldn't I see it? Yeah, you don't hear or see breathing. And like I said, its mouth is halfway into the, into the beach. Okay, can I see anything about it? Is it damaged in any way? Uh, though you're, you're getting the feeling now that it's dead, you don't see any harm on it. You don't, any wounds. That uh, Phoenix says, we're pretty sure it's dead, right? Yeah, it looks pretty dead to me. 
Let's go get Thaddeus. He clops back up to you, Thaddeus, and says, It's safe, let's go. I help Malpus up and okay. we start walking. Alright, you go to the you go to the, the dragon. And as you walk around to the other side of it, mm-hmm. its back is completely ripped open and its spine is broken. Like ripped open? Yeah. Its back is ripped open and its spine looks like somebody took it and like broke a twig. And there's like crabs crawling out of it. Um I take it we don't see anything else, nothing like on the ground around it. No. Interesting. Suko says, what is this? That, my dear, is a dragon. That's not a dragon. And she points to the tube and goes, that's a dragon. And there's the imperial dragon. Mm-hmm. You guys know what I mean when I say imperial dragon? Yes. David? Uh, no. Imperial dragons. You ever see like a festival where the person puts on an outfit of a quote-unquote dragon? It looks almost like a snake, almost. Yeah. Um, you see a lot on Asian artwork. Yeah, yeah. That They call those dragons. It is not the kind of lizard thing with wings that we picture. There's no wings on this thing. It kind of just like slithers through the air much as a snake slithers on the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Suko, have you seen one of these? I'm pointing at the tube. Yes. Are they the- nice? I haven't asked. I haven't talked to one. I don't know. But... I know that this is not a dragon. And she points at the thing. She goes, this is a dragon. And then points to the tube. Well, this is a dragon where in the Empire. Oh, I did not know such things even existed. And uh, from the looks of its damage, I'm assuming maybe... Any, is there anything else in this land that could do something like that? Oh, there are many things that could do things like that. That's disconcerting. From the Empire, this is about as bad as a creature gets. From what I've seen. Oh no, we have creatures much bigger than this. It doesn't exactly, like... It's not hostile so much as you just don't get in its way. We leave it alone and it leaves us alone. Well, companion, something that could do this to a dragon is a... (laughs) Would be a formidable enemy. Let's hope we don't encounter it. You know what bothers me more than the fact that it's been killed by something big? Is the fact that there's a dragon from our country... Here in their country. Does it even mean anything? That it flew north. And it seems like it's been here so long. Maybe it was sent here by the Lich. When it was still under the Lich's control. What do you mean so long? The way it's buried in the sand. It just This didn't just happen. I disagree. I think if this happened for a while, its flesh would have been stripped long ago. This looks to me like it's been done within the past couple days. Yeah, agreed. Even more disconcerting. Because nothing's controlling the dragons right now, correct? Yes, as far as we know. So this dragon came here under its own free will. Looks like that was a bad decision. Hmm. Wonder what it was doing. Oh well, there's no way to know. I guess onward. Yep. Uh, I take one quick look, last look in the dragon's mouth. Okay. What are we looking for? A teeth, just what anything it could have eaten in the past couple of days or weeks. Mm, perception check. 21. It has some hide, and it's like in between some teeth. Uh, scaly hide. Scaly hide? Yeah. I take my glove off and I pull it out. Okay. What you got well, there, Thaddeus? Whatever it ate, it was scaly. And I toss it to Phoenix. I, I assume it's big enough to toss to Phoenix. He looks at it. This is uh, this is from another dragon. Dragons fighting each other? I guess it's not beyond the realm of possibility. 
Or maybe it was this northern dragon. Some kind of... Well, crap. We have a freaking assassin leader on our hands, and now we have dragons again. Let us pray we do not these two beings do not intersect. But now we know, so keep an eye to the sky. Yes. Keep an eye to the sky. Now it'll be on us if we get surprised by a dragon. All right, let's go. You guys go? Yep. And before you go, uh, Phoenix carves out a tooth and puts it in his pack. What's the tooth for? Lots of wizards have very interesting ingredients, so sometimes you can sell these things to wizards for a good coin. I run back and I grab one myself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you get a tooth. I shove it in my bag, and as I'm walking along, I look at it, David. Down payment on a flying castle, and I shove it in my bag. (laughs) And just being... Uh, true to the game here. So now I'm being kind of paranoid. So now I'm like probably overly looking at the sky. Okay. <laughs> you keep looking up. Like, <laughs> I love this image. <laughs> I'm like turning in circles as I walk. Just like. <laughs> uh, Phoenix offers. He says one more person can ride with me if you want. I'll walk. Thank you. Hmm. I could use the exercise. And I pat my, my armor breastplate. Suko, why don't you come up here? Whatever you want, masters. Can you two play nice? <laughs> well, you know, Mr. David, I think I think I'm done being sensible for the moment. Okay. Suko ride with Phoenix. Yes, master. She expertly mounts the horse, which reminds you of how expertly she did it before. Mm-hmm. And uh, is on the back. But she manages to hold onto the saddle instead of holding onto Phoenix. Yeah. Suko. Yes, master. Where did you learn how to do that? You asked me this before. It's something I just learned in my life. We just learned how to ride horses. Scrunching my fingers. I look at David, and I'm kind of trudging trudging along. I still don't know how to mount a horse like that. (laughs) That makes two of us. And so now they're kind of on point. Okay. Because she's, she's also the navigator. Right. You walk for a while. About two and a half hours into your trip while you're walking. Um, uh, mile pass starts going. Hush, little baby, don't say a word. Papa's going to buy you a mockingbird. And if that mockingbird won't sing... Papa's gonna buy you a diamond ring. And he starts just singing that song. I look at him. So you do know Common. Mm-hmm. Just uh, looks at you and is like, hmm, 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 Thaddeus, do you know this song? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I've heard it before. Mm-hmm. My mother used to sing it to me. So this guy's clearly cracked. And if More that evil. looking glass gets broke, Papa's gonna buy you a billy goat. And he just keeps going on with that song. Reminds me of Freddy. Yeah, this guy's definitely giving me the heebie-jeebies. And then Phoenix was like, what are the heebie-jeebies? <laughs> All right, I just kind of ignore him. Okay. I, try to, I try to block it out a little bit. Okay. Okay, for the next two hours of travel, he sings that song nonstop. 
I can't imagine how annoying that must be. Let me try this. I start to sing it with him. <laughs> David, what are you doing? How long into this? How long into what? His singing. Do you start singing it with him? I let him go through the song like twice, and Thaddeus tried to talk to him, and he didn't respond. So, like on the third one, I start <laughs> singing along. <laughs> okay, you two are I, singing I, the song together. I kind of nudge his shoulder with my hand, with the back of my hand. What are you doing? Did he respond to that at all? Um, no, I'm, no, he, I nudge David. He, no, I'm talking. Did Mal pass for do anything? When Mal pass when you started singing, him, kind of bopped his head back and forth a little bit. <laughs> he wasn't doing that before. I'm just trying to connect with this guy, Thaddeus. Clearly, he likes music. Clearly, he also likes mangling. <laughs> you know, by the definition of mangle, it, what we've done so far to the Lin Kuei, we could be called manglers. Indeed. This is why I'm not. I'm, that's why I think he's more of an ally. Are you prepared to this fight him? This also just makes me think that he understood everything we just said about him earlier. Yeah. If we cut him loose, then you're prepared to fight him? I don't think we'll have to, but look at him. I feel like our fireplace could take him on. I would not underestimate him. Me neither. Put it this way, he definitely doesn't know magic, because there is nothing in that stray coat he's wearing that is to stop magic. They would put stuff on him, strips of anti-magic parchments if he was magical. I start talking to my fireflies in drow sign language. Okay, what are you talking about? Uh, I ask them if they've ever heard of him before. They make a head chicken no. What do you, do you guys think we should let him go? They make a question mark. Then they make a picture of a guy stabbing another guy. And then make a big X. They, yeah, make, they, they make like a, a face with X's for eyes. Mm -hmm. I go, yeah, me neither. And I keep walking. How long do you sing with him, David? Uh, just long enough to see what his react. I, I kind of go through it, okay. let's say, twice. All right. When you stop, he does not seem to be bored with the song. And again, for two hours, he sings the song. Oh, my gosh. David. <laughs> about, about an hour, oh, my an hour, gosh. David. About an hour into the uh, hour into this, David, please, you have to shut him up. He's ruining my childhood here. Or at least somebody give him a new song to sing. What's another song here like that? Another lullaby. One, Children's two, song. Coming free. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure at this point Suko starts humming the J the Freddy song. <laughs> hey, you know you could do that one. That, if you want to start chanting that, that's fine. But I feel like that might be like saying Beetlejuice three times. Yeah, but he Freddy's dead. But whatever. Well, what's another song like that here? Think of one. I'm not from here. That is regrettable. You said your mother sang it to you when you were a kid. What else did she? Say? I start singing a, a, a drow lullaby. He doesn't sing it along with you. He just he stops singing, like listens to you, and then starts humming it. But he's not saying singing it with words. Finally, something different. Uh, he I, hums that I... for the next two hours. Okay. At least it has some class to it. It's Elvin. <laughs> um, after about two and a half hours, he stops. Just in the middle of a verse. I look back and I cock an eyebrow. His eyes get wide at you. And I kind of shrug my shoulders and I keep walking. This guy is certifiable. Yeah, he's very off-putting. Why do I roleplay? Because my mom won't let me have sweets. 
Would you like some opium? We have tons of opium. The finest opium pipes in town. Hmm. Oh, no, uh, hold on. <clears throat> we do not do opium. No, he would not like any opium. But do you have more ice cream? <laughs> Here is Softly Speaking Sanskrit. We know why we roleplay. Why do you roleplay? SoftlySpeakingSanskrit.com uh, After a bit, you guys uh, come to an area, and you get to this place where, uh, boy, I wish that David could see the image. It's going to be difficult to describe. But it is uh, an area that has these gigantic pits. It's like a cliff, but it's not like a, a cliff area. It's just a pit, like it's surrounded by land, but just as, as straight down as a cliff would be. And then there are these floating pillars that look like they're even made out of marble or some sort of white stone. Oh, just so you know, Caleb, I see it. I went to my cell phone, so I can see it. Cool. Um, and there's maybe a dozen of these at varying heights in this, this area. And these big stone cliff pits thing are filled with water. And these pillars all around, some are uh, submerging in the water while others rise out. And, Fe- and, and Suka points to one of them that's maybe two away, and she goes... That's where he lives, or at least where he does business. I look up and I get wide-eyed. You're like you're the sound of something absolutely massive submerging out in the distance. They're not like super fast; these are very slow things happening. That are moving up and down. Yeah. And he just goes, uh, what in the world are these? We don't know. The Aslantes built them. I look back to uh, Phoenix and David. The North is truly the land of wonders. Suka, I don't suppose you know how you get on one of these things, do you? No. Last time I was on an island, it fell from the sky. It nearly killed me. I had to cut off my leg to get out of it. I'm not super happy that we're going on another floating island. At least there's water underneath it. Let me give you a lesson, Mr. Thaddeus. Falling when you're great enough in height, falling on water will feel just like falling on brick. Indeed. How do we get to it? I suppose our first step is to walk to it. Should we rest up first? That would be wise. I'd also like to wait till it's dark. Okay. Okay. So everybody rests? Yep. What, uh, are you doing anything special with, uh, our dear friend, uh, Malpass? Is there a, there's just still planes, right? We can't hook him to anything? Uh, I look around at everyone. Shifts? Shifts. Okay. What are we doing with Malpass? Keep an eye on him. Malpass, I know you can understand me. If you start singing while I'm trying to sleep, I will kill you. Understand? And Malpass just looks at him. I have a feeling that's a no. I'm going to do it anyway, though. Maybe you should try singing it to him. <laughs> Lick my boot. <laughs> and he goes over and he puts out his cot and rests. I'll take last shift. Okay. I'll take first, then. Okay. So I lay down, too. Yo, Suko, if you get cold, dude, I'm sure you can cuddle up with Malpass. Okay, Malpass goes to sleep like everybody else. Um, but I'm going to say he's, like, the last one to go to sleep. Okay, well, everyone's asleep. Malpass is kind of, like, just staring at you. Hmm. How far away is everyone from me? Up to you. Ten feet. Okay. And I just start reading scripture to Malpass. Okay. And I, I'm, of course, I'm keeping my... I'm looking up and checking, making sure nothing's sneaking up on us. And 
uh, after oh. about 15 minutes of reading it, mm -hmm. he goes, He's got the whole world in his hands. 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 He sings that song, but he doesn't sing any of the verses. It's just that one chorus over and over again. Can Phoenix hear him? Uh, yeah, after a little bit, Phoenix goes, Oh my goodness, shut him up. I say, please stop. World in his hands. I hold up the muzzle. <laughs> Phoenix goes, I think I know why they had the muzzled now. Do I see his teeth when he's doing this? When he's talking? Phoenix? No, uh, Malpas. As often as you would see anyone else's teeth as they talk to you. Okay. Uh, are they just regular teeth? Yep, they appear average human teeth. Okay. Got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole world. Thaddeus, what did you do? I didn't do anything. You just started singing. Uh huh. I kind of shoved my Bible into my bag real quick before the Phoenix sees it. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of hiding the Bible to lie. Um, I'm not lying. I wasn't doing anything. You <laughs> just started singing. Yep. Uh huh. Uh, Phoenix uh, comes over and looks at Malpass, and he's like... I toss him the muzzle. Malpass, I like you a lot, but I'm going to have to go to sleep. Whole world in his hands, he's got the whole... And he's like, I don't want... Ah. He takes the thing, and he's like, I don't want to stick my fingers in his mouth to shove this thing in. Malpass, please, just stop. In his hands, he's got the whole... Uh, um... He takes I, the rag and he puts it in on. his mouth. And he, he does. Yep, and he puts the, the muzzle and he straps it on. It's not easy to hum while something's in your mouth. You kind of start choking, so he stops. Here I thought they had restrained him because he's dangerous. It's probably just because he'll start dancing for hours if we let him go. <laughs> Malpass, no offense. I'm, I'm still here for voting you free, but I just need to sleep. And Phoenix goes over to back to his cot. Malpass looks at you, Thaddeus. Talking to Malpas and my fireflies. Every once in a while, you hear the sounds of these pillars coming in and out of the water. It's still kind of white noise because they're so far away, but you still hear it. You get used to it, kind of like you get the, used to the sound of waves on a beach. Caleb, would I know enough to be able to start drawing an accurate map of where we've been? Yeah, you can do your best. Uh, if you have any paper left, you shoved a lot in that thing. It's up to you. I have one piece of paper left. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, I start drawing. All right, cool. By the time your shift's about to end, Malpass goes to sleep. Okay. He just kind of thuds over. So he doesn't have a bag or anything. Or a pillow. Just head on the ground and goes to sleep. I kind of nudge uh, David to wake him up. Your turn, buddy. All right, I got it. Uh, and I... Just as a recommendation, don't take your eyes off him. Okay. You see that uh, he is now gagged and muzzled. <laughs> I take it he wouldn't stop singing. Wouldn't shut up. Woke Phoenix up. Oh, then I'm glad he's alive. He <laughs> start chuckling. All right, get some sleep. During your... And by the way, it's, it's summer here, so it's like a beautiful night to sleep. It's a little bit cold because night gets cold. But it's, it's comfortable enough with a bag and 
and it's not like the squelching heat of summer where you're sweating in your bag. It's comfortable. You're very comfortable. It's mm-hmm. nice. You hear birds. You hear that rhythmic of the pillars going in and out of the water. It's very pleasant being outside. To pass the time, Caleb, I, uh, I'm practicing my quick draw. <laughs> okay. And I'm like spinning the gun like cowboy. You nice. Know, You're getting that learning, back. Into trying to system. get it down pat. Right. Spinning it in, spinning it out. All that thing. Very good. I like it. Uh, during your watch, everything is uh, is still. No dragons flying in the sky. David is, is practicing whipping out his gun, and it's always pointing to the sky. <laughs> uh, Malpass is asleep. Your watch goes uneventful. Uh, you trade with Phoenix. And then you guys wake up in the morning. Night's or rough. at night. You guys wake up at night. I was about to say, that was the whole point. Better yeah, not be the morning. Wake up at night. Uh, you get back eight points of health, and you get okay. a full grip pool. Uh, I look at David, anything, or I look at Phoenix, anything out of the ordinary? No. Malpass oh. woke up before anybody, though. Malpass just staring at Phoenix. He's been staring at me for the last 30 minutes. He's mad at you for oh. muzzling him. I go, oh, he likes you. If we let him loose, maybe he'll mangle you first. Haha. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you want, would you like to hear the beautiful sounds of Malpass's singing? <laughs> no. He learned a new song last night thanks to freaking Thaddeus. <laughs> oh, yeah, what song was that? Thaddeus taught him a Christian song. He was singing about God or something. Did you teach him the song, Thaddeus? No. He knew the song? Yes. Interesting. Just started singing it. It's a good song, don't get me wrong. He was, just kept repeating the According same According to Thaddeus, for no, reason, for no reason at all. But I think it's a little uh, convenient. They start singing a Christian song when the Christian guy is, at, is on station. Hey, who I preach to is none of your concern. And I start packing up my bag. Who you preach to? Indeed. Were you giving this guy the same runaround you gave Suko? Not the same one, no. That's interesting. So a guy that won't speak to us, won't even acknowledge our speaking to him, but he sings songs in common? Maybe that's how he communicates. Huh. Anybody know a song about helping us kill somebody? <laughs> I'm going to assassinate Rokusaki Duda. Duda. <laughs> will you help us? Please, we will. Let you out of your suit. Did he react to that? He looked at Phoenix, but he didn't. Well, he's been looking at Phoenix. No, he makes no change. Not even like head bobbing along with the song. No. <laughs> well, don't worry, I... Phoenix. I feel like the next time we get into a scuffle, we'll probably cut him loose. I hope he goes after them, not us. <laughs> oh, great! Let's just throw a, a wild boar in the mix and hope it doesn't come after us. Honestly, look at him. I mean, I feel like whatever he mangled probably couldn't fight back. Why would they go through all this trouble with him if he wasn't dangerous? I don't know. Why does a man who everyone is afraid of, who runs a criminal empire, talk about us as evil, and then at the same time says he has mercy and doesn't kill a guy who mangles people? I don't know. Freaking in the road, Kasaki's insane. This whole land is insane. But I told you we were the bad guys here. That I'm not surprised about. Yeah. yeah well, we, we were the intruders. But then again, they should have expected this. And I get my bag on and I start walking. I look at Suko. Anything we should expect? I don't know. I've never been here. I thought you said you knew about this place. I knew about it, but I never really got out of the house much. Then how did you know which one was his? I just know. It's the one. How? But you've never been here. Correct. But you know which one it is. Well, I described it. Who's they? Don't all these things look the same? There's... I know which one it is. I am filled with confidence. 
one person here is weirder than the next person. Gosh. I start talking to Suko. So, Suko, in theory, and this is just a theory, what would have happened if I had gone along with the she that that lady in the market? She would have eaten me. I'm not sure what you mean. The one day the 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 song and you like come oh, on. You should... Oh, the uh, the nymph. Oh, <laughs> and she kind of and it's the first time you've seen her laugh since Phoenix beat the snot out of her. Mm-hmm. And she goes, "Well, she would have mated with you." Uh, and then, uh, and then you, and Phoenix goes, would stop being a virgin. <laughs> and I look back at Phoenix for all you know, and I keep walking. Then you would, uh, <laughs> she wouldn't have eaten you. She would have just impregnated you. I turn my head. She would have what? She's kind of like a plant. She would put spores and things in you. You'd become like a, like a host, I guess. How does that work? Um, painfully. Ew. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're nice aside from that, though. It's just that when they're blooming, you gotta leave them alone. Okay. I'll remember that. I take a bite of trail ration to see if it tastes any different. When you reach in your backpack, your hand is soggy. And you pull, you try to find what it is. Uh, the fruit you've gotten from the tree has gotten rotten and gross. I try to pull some seeds out. Okay. You get seven seeds. Yay! You now have eight seeds. Uh, you get the trail rations. They just taste like cardboard trail Does rations. Does anyone have any of those cookies left from Mana? I have mine. I will pay you gold for them. How much? How much you want. I've got ten gold. How's that? I was thinking about a thousand. Let's meet in the middle. <laughs> for cookies. <laughs> not just any cookies. You buy them in the, the, the bakery for copper. I am not negotiating with you. <laughs> Keep your stupid cookies. I take one. I break off a piece of the cookie and I toss him a piece. He eats it. They're kind of they're old at this point, but they're not very good anymore. <laughs> Mana's cookies on their worst day are better than most cookies on their best. Feel something touch your back, Thaddeus. I spin around. It's Malpass, and he like looks at you and looks at your hand. And what's in my hand again? The cookies. Yep. Thaddeus, if you undo his mask to feed him, I will let him kill you. He's hungry. He needs to eat. Like it or not, we're walking him a long ways. We have some time for breakfast. Would you like some? He looks at the cookie and looks at you. David. Yes. Keep your gun trained on him. Okay. Take my gun out. He doesn't even pay any mind. I take off the mask and I ask him, I offer him the mask to spit out the thing. He spits it out. And I start kind of giving him cookies. He eats them. Some cookies. Not all of Mana cookies. Okay. He eats them. Um, still hungry? He looks at the cookies and looks at you. I give him some more and I give him some trail rations and I put the cookies away. I'll take it you're doing this all while you're walking slowly. So you're yes. walking. Yeah. And Phoenix is up with Zuko on the horse again. She expertly mounts the horse again. <laughs> How close are we to the thing? Well, you can go and as far as you want. Let me know. Let me know. Do you want to just go to it all the way? Uh, A question we should consider. Yeah. How do we get up to it? I don't know. I figured it would make itself obvious when we get closer to it. You know what I think about you, Thaddeus? This applies a little bit to you, David, as well. I stop him. I stop him. Do I care? (laughs) Oh. Your balls are regrowing. I see that. Take Suko away. All of a sudden, you become a man. 
Listen, you two, like, make all these grand plans for things you couldn't possibly know when the answers appear make themselves apparent when you just get to the wherever you're going, or at least close enough to it. Have you ever noticed that? Not particularly. Well, that's your problem. Start noticing that. I'll do, do my best. What do you think about one of us going scouting ahead quietly? I think it's a good idea for Thaddeus to do. Yeah, send the guy in full metal plate armor. Take it off. I'm not letting David go, and I sure as heck ain't going. Suko! I'll go, but I get the horse. Oh. You see, this is... He jumps off the horse. Suko does as well. And, and Phoenix walked up to you. You know, this is your problem, that is, and this needs to be fixed before we go a step further. <laughs> I can get you to do whatever I want by threatening her. Not even threatening her, just tell, going to do something with her at all. Do you not think that Oroku can take advantage of this? Absolutely, and I look at him, but you're still missing the point that I'm not going to be able to get much farther on foot than you are. No, you, this is fine. We, I don't worry about our plans right now. What I'm worried about is that you are not willing to go. I said Suko will go, and all of a sudden you volunteer. You are manipulatable, and that is not the kind of ally I want when we go into combat. You need to be willing to let her, whatever is going to happen to her, happen. You do not want to lose your life, or worse, lose one of our lives, because of her. Because her life is so much less important? Yes. You're going to have to make good with the fact that some lives will always be worth more than others. Suka, would you like to go on a scouting mission? I'll do whatever you say, Master. Would you like to go on a scouting mission? If that's what you want. <laughs> Listen... I know you hate me, Thaddeus. Oh, David, hate, is what hate, I say truth? Hate, no. You, he respects you. Is what I'm saying holding the water? I do agree that he can be manipulated with Suko. I don't agree that Suko is worth anything less than we are. It would be like saying you should should he let you die instead of him. I think he's she's a lot worth a lot less than us three are. That, well, again, wasn't that, your, that, that wasn't that, your attitude a day ago. What do you mean? What are you getting at? As soon as she was worth something impossible for Dave, to get David South again, you were willing to take the opportunity because she had worth. But we have learned that she has no longer any worth. But how fickle our, you are. She's our translator. Yeah, she's our translator. Well, Oroku speaks common. Apparently so does... Whistle a lot over here. <laughs> Whistle a lot. <laughs> that was good. I chuckle at that. I'm just saying, a translator in the grand scheme of things is worth less than three fighters. I stop. We could let Malpass go. And what's he going to do? Come back and sing us a song about what he sees? <laughs> There's uh, a floating thing over some water. So how about both Suko and I go? There, wait, we get out of your hair. Oh my How's gosh, that? you're focusing on the wrong thing. Thaddeus. I don't care what I'm focusing on at this oh, point, Phoenix. Goodness. You're going to get us killed. For her. And you know what? If we die, so does she. We're the only ones protecting her. So what will you get out of it if you let one of us die for her? Stop hearing you talk and pontificate. That's what I get. David, please back me up. You know what I'm saying is true. It's irrelevant. Nothing you say is going to change his point of view. And it's my goal that none of us die, so... I thought a couple weeks ago you were all like everyone. We must pretend that we are already dead. Now none of us die? Oh my gosh, Phoenix. Hey, I have a question, Caleb, outside yeah. of it. Uh, yeah. When the horse rides, does it make a noise? All right, so there's no taking a horse anyway. 
How far off am I from the thing? However close you guys wanted to get to you. I would say that we stopped just short of where, like, using, you know, that kind of theory of what you can see can see you. Okay. We stopped just short of where we could physically have seen, like, if there was a person on it, we wouldn't be able to see them. Okay. But as close as you could get, like, 20 more feet, and we'd be able to probably be just in, you know, something could see us or we could see it. Be right um, back. Okay, the only problem with that is it's so high in the air that that's not going to, even if you were right against the cliff, you wouldn't see anything there. Even if we were right against the cliff where it is? Right, because it's it's up in the air. Oh, it doesn't go up and down. It does go up and down, but as of now, it's way up in the air. Which not only is it so high you can't see, it's also the top where people would be standing is yeah, obscured by the floor. I hear you. Well, no, now, uh, that, now that you put it that way, there's really no point. What do you mean? To the scouting. You're saying no one could see us even if we walked right up under it. At the moment. At the moment it's up there. You see them all going up and down. You, there is no seem to be pattern, so you're not sure when it's going to come down again. And is it just a wide open plane? There would be no cover? Yeah. It's not perfectly flat. I mean, there's a little bit of move, uh, terrain, but yeah, it's pretty plain. And it's dark out. Yep. All right. New proposal. While it's in the air, let's just... I think we should all just head down to it. Agreed. They can't see us anyway. As much as I'm enjoying this conversation. All right. So you guys go down to it? Yeah. All right, you get there. You're there, and there there seems to be some, like, old um, fire circles and all that. Nothing that seems to be used uh, super recently. It's not as if somebody just left. I look at the fire, and I look at back. I look turn back to where we were. Like, they wouldn't have been able to see us from that vantage point. Um, you're not sure? You didn't see them? I'd look around for more clues. There is some spots where you would see like some tents would have been set up, but they're not there anymore. Lots of little tents. Uh, probably would have been a, a group of them traveling. Uh, what's the plan here? I guess we wait for this thing to come back down? Unless you have a way to get up to it. I see no other course of action. And so, Caleb, is there any like big rocks, like any kind of cover? Not really. Okay, how about this? From when we were walking up to it, can we see the structure that's on it? Say that again? When we were approaching it. Yeah. On top of it is a structure, correct? It's a pillar with like a flat base like halfway up it. No house or no. anything? No. Suko, you sure about this? All around the mulberry bush, the monkey chased the weasel. The monkey it? thought twas all he's, in good fun. He's muzzled. Pop. No, they unmuzzled to feed him. Goes the weasel, penny for a spool of thread. Phoenix just looks at you, Thaddeus. Why is he singing that song? Penny for a needle, that's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. Jimmy's got the whooping cough, and Timmy's got the measles. Thaddeus, <laughs> are you done feeding him? I am. Muzzle him, please. It's the way the story goes. Pop goes the weasel. I offered to put the thing back in his mouth. Uh, you offer it as if he's gonna be like, sure. What do you mean as you in, offer it? Like, as in, please stop talking. He keeps singing. I try to put the cloth in his mouth without inserting my fingers. You do it. And I muzzle him. Anything else you'd like me to do while I'm over here, Phoenix? Stop being a bitch. Ha! <laughs> uh, one of these days, Phoenix. I'll hold my breath. Why wait? And I keep, and I try to investigate a little bit further on. Nothing more than what I've told you. I suppose what we just it? wait. 
I hope that when it comes down, there's not 15 people to come off of it and kill us. Well, I was about to say, whatever we perceive to be the front of the thing, we should move to the back. All the way around this thing? It's really large. What's your plan here? I don't know. I'm kind of thrown for a loop because this is a gigantic floating rock. That's not quite what I was expecting. The stone pillar begins floating down. Phoenix draws his sword. Let's hope this goes well. Uh, it takes like 20 minutes for this thing to come down. Is it comes down? Is there anything you guys want to do? I pull my revolver. Okay. And I have it up and ready. Preeminating a surprise attack of somebody who was just going to be standing right there when it hit the ground. Phoenix puts Suko behind you guys and says, Look after our friend here. You got it, boss. He says, Our friend? I, I give David a quick look. <laughs> Smirk. <laughs> Smirk. The thing comes down. As it gets down, it looks like you could hop onto it. Um, but it is not stopping. And As it goes down? Correct. And it begins to submerge under the water. Well, that's disconcerting. Uh, there's no no one or nothing on top of it. And we still don't see anything clearly that's like a door. Now or... that now that you're so close to it, and now that it's on level with you, before it goes under and submerges, uh, you do see some like um, archways and like paths all around it, and intermittently up this pillar. I, they're like archways. They're open archways, though. They're not like doors that lead into the pillar. And the thing submerges slowly down, mm -hmm. eventually completely. I guess we get it on its way up. Yeah. Oh, I just we can't fall off this thing, guys. I just can't, Why not? I can't do this twice. Listen, I cocked my eyebrow at him. It's on my list for only to have happened to me once in my lifetime. Are you chickening out? No, I'm just saying I don't want to fall off this thing again. It's moving slower than my grandmother. Yes, well, the island we were on wasn't moving at all, and then it moved very quickly. So, what would you recommend? Nothing. I'm just saying I don't want to fall. Is what I'm saying. Can I, can I say that out loud? Is that okay with you? Unless it's offering a different... Whatever, Phoenix. I look at Zuko. Are you sure this is the right place? Yes. You ready for it to come back up? Yeah, we'll jump on that flat platform um, part. I do want to take a look. Are there windows? Are there... Uh, just a lot of archways. Holes Amazing. that should have doors, but they're not doors. It's just a rounded arch. Okay. Can you, you understand what I'm saying? Like, in the wall. Yeah. Not just yeah, archway I... standing in free, free form. I got, I got you. Okay. My biggest worry isn't that it, isn't that we won't make it when it comes down. My biggest worry is getting lost in that thing, as it goes under the water again. Well, it's, we're gonna wait for it to come up. It goes all the way up, and then it comes all the way down slow. So, if we're on it and it comes back down, then we just hop off. Hmm. Or just let it submerge and stand there. As it submerges, you'll stay at the surface. Hmm. It doesn't come up for about three hours. Matter of fact, it's about sunrise when it starts coming up again. Can we rest in that in the meantime? Uh, not not an eight hour, but yeah, sure, why not? You do whatever you want. Um, what do I care? What can I be doing? You don't care about me, Caleb. That hurts. I just don't care what you do. I could read the Bible again, and he can start singing. God's got the world in his hands. Is it really anything that we want to waste more time on listening to you figure out what you're going to do? No. Okay. Three hours pass. <laughs> It, it comes up slowly. As it comes up, you all jump on? Yes. Yes. Done. You're on it. And it goes up. 
Very super smooth. Super smooth. It's not rough at all. Okay. What do you guys do? You're on it as it starts going up. Is one of those archways like on the ground level? Yep. Where we could just walk up to it? Yep. Okay, with my gun kind of out and pointed, I walk up to the archway to get a close look at it. Does it like enter into the building or is it just an archway in, on in, with flat rock on it, behind it? It, it enters in. Oh, and everything, of course, is wet, by the way. Water's kind of pouring off the sides now. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys want to go see if anyone's home? Yes. That's what we came here to do. We didn't get all dressed up for nothing. That's all right. We step on, and I kind of stay behind Malpass. All right, you go in. Let's put Malpass in front of us. <laughs> and, like, Agreed. push a human shield. Agreed. Hey, I'm Caleb. And I'm Christian. And we're the hosts of Pathfinder Academy, your go-to podcast for everything and anything Pathfinder. We cover everything from basic mechanics, skill checks, combat with weapons, combat with magic, party roles, character creation, how to run a session, player types and conflict, character death, house rules, making good encounters, rewarding your players, romance, how to kick pigs, pre-made campaigns, homebrew campaigns, storytelling tips, class guides, race overviews, class reviews, book reviews, and much, much more. You can catch us every Thursday here on the Trailblazer Network. See you in class. Uh, you have them forward, and you push forward, and you go into it. Welcome to the inside of this structure. Welcome to Fu- Fukushima. Yay! All right, you go in. Uh, walls and ceiling are very smooth. They're arched with the archway, and they go in. They start going in deep, and you see lights and things in there. All right, we slow our roll. Yeah. We're going, okay. we're going stealth. All right, you're going stealth. You're going in stealth, and... Uh, and uh, as you, well, you're not... St- I know what you mean by stealth, right? You're not trying to say stealth. Mean, meaning we're not just clomping right, and right, running right. down the halls. We're, moving, we're moving cautiously, quietly and cautiously. Just, just as cool. he says that, I go... I, uh... And you go into uh, this place, and eventually it leads to uh, an open room. And there's still water kind of on the floor from being submerged. And um, there's a tree in the center of this room that you get into. It has a rock circle around it. And it uh, looks like a dead tree. Um, but it's there. It's not very tall. Maybe 20 feet tall. Okay. Max. Dead branches, though. Looks like an ordinary tree. And on the other end is uh, some symbols written into the wall with a door. A wooden door. Symbols written into a wooden door. Yep. It doesn't look familiar. What, what are you trying to gather here? Uh, uh, looks. They reminded me of Suko with the mask and the... Uh, maybe it doesn't look anything like the tree from the... King's uh, tomb. Um, like if it was in the same tree family. Yeah, I I kind of poke it as much fruit. as as much as you can tell. Go ahead, and make a. You don't have a knowledge of nature, so as much as you can tell, yeah. Yeah, but you know, to some point, trees are pretty distinct. I mean, a pine tree doesn't look like an oak. Yeah, it tree. doesn't look radically different. First of all, you're not uh, sure if it's the same, but you're you're. Uh, it's more likely that it's same than it's not. You're not ruling out that it is different. Hmm. Oh, you, okay. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. I'm not an expert in trees, but it's not so different that I'm like, There's, that's not the same tree. Yep. It's not impossible that it's the same. It is possible. Uh, I have tree knowledge. Okay, cool. All right. It's uh, 45, roll bullcrap. Plus 45. Roll bullcrap for me, please. Uh, I have bullcrap. All right. Bullcrap is plus 20. Uh, you go in this room, and light is, it's kind of dark. Light is only coming from the way you came. So. A shadow is casted on you as something has blocked the light. I turn. 
Yeah, I was gonna say, what? Well, where was the light coming from? The outside? Yeah, from the sun pouring through the uh, hallway there. And there standing is the bard who you met at the bar and at the tavern and uh, at the funeral. Greetings. Greetings. The master has expected you. Oh, wonderful. So I look at David. Somehow that doesn't surprise me. He pulls out a violin. I have a message. I take it it has to do with you singing a song to us. He smiles and says, Not quite. In this room, you will find yourselves more of an enemy than you will find anyone else. <laughs> to get beyond, you will have to defeat yourselves. And he begins playing. And at this point, uh, I have to hang up with one of you and address uh, on you guys individually. I will, okay. I will start with Dom. He disappears. He fades away like smoke being blown away. And the room begins to alter. Slowly, the wet floor and the tree and the smooth, very square room disappears. Mm-hmm. And what reappears over its place is a courtroom. It's got to the, le- uh, to the right are some pews where, uh, you know, like a jury would sit, but there's no jury. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if you're like looking at the judges stand on the left and right are desks with seats. And then behind mm-hmm. there is more pews for public. You're sitting at one of those desks or you're standing, I should say. Okay. And up where the judge would be, you see your priest from your church. Okay. And he says, hello, my son. Father. It has been a long time. Too long. How are you? I could be doing better. My son, I'm worried. What worries you, father? I am worried why you are here. My son, what has caused you to leave the narrow path and to walk on the wide one? What do you mean, father? My son, you've forsaken the teachings which you have been brought up with since you were young. I will not deny that I, like any other, have committed sin and fallen short of God's glory, but uh, he is ever before me. My son, what are you doing here? Attempting to defeat a dangerous enemy. He's threatened to kill dozens for the life of my companion, Suko. He wants her death, and he's willing to kill dozens to take her from us, and I I will not allow that. My vows preclude me from allowing him to do such evil. When I sent you off, I had very high hopes for you. I had hoped that you would be wiser than this. You have blinded yourself in the name of what is right. You have perverted good for your own means. You say that you have come here to stop an evil, a man who is willing to kill, to get a woman. To keep her safe. What right do you have to this woman? Do you remember when you were a young boy, Thaddeus, and he kind of smiles 
kind of very warmly at you and goes, when you came to me with that coin purse you found, and you said to me, look what I found, and I, and I asked you where you found it, and you told me, and I, and you said you wanted to go out, and you wanted to buy a toy with it. And I told you, what would you, how would you feel if you had lost your coin purse? What would you want the person who found it to do? You remember that? How can I forget, Father? I told you that you should give it back. And you did. And you remember what the guy did who gave it back to you? He gave you some coins out of that as a thank you. Have you so quickly forgotten the lessons I taught you of old? This girl is not yours. She belongs to somebody else. You have made it in your mind. You've rationalized what you were doing here. You say this man has killed somebody. The people who have died so far from your trip in the north, have any of them been by the cause of this man? Who has he killed? Who has he had killed while you were up here? No one. How many people have you killed? Many. My son, when you first came here, describe to me what you felt when you first came to Antioch. Wonder. Curiosity. What was it like? It was very beautiful. I had scarcely seen such wonders. People living in harmony. The past couple days, what was that same town been like? Fearful, closed off, quiet, refusing to speak to us or do business with us. Why do you think that is? Our companion Suko said they fear Orokusaki more than they feared us. If this is true, how come they were happy before you came and then after scared? I tell you the truth, they were not scared of Oroku, they were scared of you. And the reasons they did not cooperate was to protect Oroku, for they love him. And they are scared and frightened of you. And much like we have learned that we must sacrifice ourselves for others, these people who know not even of Christ, of the Christ, of Jesus the Christ, they themselves openly sacrifice themselves for Oroku and his men. Why do you think that is? Do you not sacrifice yourself for people you love? But what love is there in this man? Why is it that you think he is evil? Why is it do you think that God's judgment must pour on him? At the orphanage, he threatened to murder dozens of children if we continued to attempt to set Suko free from her bondage. He would kill dozens, or threaten to, for the sake of one. How much effort would the shepherd go to save one lost lamb? He would leave the 99 for the one. Could it be that Oroku had no intention of hurting those children, 
but spoke the language that he thought you would understand, perceiving you as an evil man. In Korhal, what evil act did he commit? He did not steal the rod. It was you and your companions who stole the rod. He legitimately hired somebody. When he was pursued, did he kill people to get escape? Then... My son, I asked you a question. Why was he sought after by the Korhal police as a terrorist? My son, my son. In your heart, while you were there, tell me. How right and just did you feel the police were? How do you feel? You are a smart man. You're so wise. Tell me, what is your instincts about the police in Core Hall? What is your instincts about the men who hires them? That they are like their emperor. They would do anything for a means to an end. Christians have been sought out, hung by those who would call themselves an authority. Peter himself, I hope I'm not getting this wrong, was <laughs> hung upside down, executed by those who would call themselves enforcers of the law. It seems to me that Oroku has seemed to keep the law of this world better than one who claims to be the son of the Almighty. <laughs> My son, you disappoint me. Father, I, I never meant to betray the Holy One of God. Then repent. As I taught you the word repent, what does it mean? To turn away. Turn away and go home. There is an evil man among you, but he has seemed to get something more right than the rest of you. He wants to simply go home. Has been more, wa more wisdom in the sinners you have interacted with than the one who is supposed to be representing Jesus. You mm. took communion yesterday. I tell you the truth, Suko and Phoenix were more fit to take it than you two were that night. It was as if Arcturus had prayed God to bless his efforts. But Father... Isn't Suko's life worth at least the same as mine? By God? She, does not she also bear the Creator's image? What right does this man have to enslave her? Have you been keeping up on your readings? Every day. Tell me, in the scriptures, what is it said about slaves? That they are to obey their masters. 
Does it speak of them running away? Now, this is something I don't know, Caleb. Well, speak uh, as much as you know about the Bible. It's the same as much as your character knows. Yeah. Um, I do not recall. It does not. It speaks of abiding. It speaks of the attitude one must have. Slavery, though not right, is something that exists. The Lord gives answers of how to handle in situations that are not right. And in this one, it does not speak of running away. It does not speak of having men take you away and to kill people to keep you away. And for what is she running from? What harm has come to her but by your hands? The harm of what we found her in the ditch, Master. Yes, a woman who ran away from those that would take care of her found herself not being taken care of. While she was in your possession, she has been shot by things she has not ever seen before. She has been captured and interrogated on two occasions by men she has never met even the likes of. And for worse, she has been brought back to the place she was most afraid to be. And there she was beaten by those who were to protect her. All of this have come not from Oroku or from any of his men. Her face was untouched when she left. But now it is scarred. It seems the only people scared of Oroku are you and her. A child who has lived a sheltered life and is not even yet at the age of 18. He points to the hallway behind you and says, Repent. Uh, I kind of look down at my myself. Um, kind of just sinking my head low. The Lord disciplines those he loves. Hmm. Yes, Father. Would you pray with me? He looks put off by the suggestion. Okay. It is not my voice that the Holy One wants to hear right now. Then I should repent before the Holy One. There is another lost one in your midst. And ever since coming here, he has been traveling farther down the wide road, the broad road, than you have. And without you, I fear he will not turn around. What would you have me do? That which a loving brother would do. That which a father would be proud of his son to do to a wayward one. Hmm. There is uh, the parable of the prodigal son has two sons who have fallen short. One has come home. Do not let the second have the same fate as the one in that parable. Very well, Father. I will repent. But I must also make amends to Oroku Saki. 
for Scripture tells us to do so. What amends do you intend on making? Begging his forgiveness. Perhaps all he wants is for you to leave. He kind of fidgets, he fidgets in his chair. He does? Yeah. Am, am I still wearing everything I was wearing earlier? Yes. Wait a second. I plunge my hand into my bag. Okay. And I pull out the seeds. All right. What of these? The guy's eyes gets wide and goes... Uh, and then he kind of like shakes his head a little bit. What are those? They're seedlings I found in the in a, the tomb of the King Obnixilus. I see. From a fruit. What of them, my son? May I leave one with you for protection? I do not know what you mean. Just to leave one with you. I'm afraid yeah, I will not receive it. Very well, then. And I go and I, uh, I turn around. Okay. I start to walk toward the end of the room. All right. Where are we? I, I turn. I turn. What room is this? I don't remember this place. Uh, this is a courtroom. He's sitting in the spot of the judge, right? Right. Then why do you sit there? Why are we in a courtroom? You are being judged for your acts. Ken looks a little bit nervous. But who? Why is it that you? Why is it that you are the one who judges me? Uh, I am the one who has taught you the way. It, it's fit for me to judge you. But. This room is foreign to me. Yes. Why am I here? How, how have I come south so quickly? My son, Oroku seeks not your death, but seeks to live in peace with everyone. And instead of killing you, has given you this opportunity to repent. Given me, he has given me the opportunity to repent. Yes. Not the Lord God. Of of course, the Lord has given you this opportunity to repent. Then of course I do so. I I do not seek to fight one who is honorable or has committed no wrong. Then turn and go and leave his country. I will do so, but I must have my companions with me. I must take them as well. I tell you the truth. That even if you are not, if you may try to convince them, but even if they do not, uh, are not convinced, do not follow them, for you will be condemned with them. A man is not guilty of another man's blood if he has done his best to convince him, but he is guilty of their sins if he follows, knowing that they are wrong. You must do all you can, for surely that is what the Lord would like and has taught you. But he, but there are those who you must shake your sandals off and leave and go to the next town. If a man is unrepentant, he's after you come to him alone, with another friend, and then with the elders, with the body of Christ, he must be excommunicated. And there are two, there are three among you, 
who will not listen to the words of God. But very well. But you, as you said, I must try to convince them. Yes. So I will do so. I will speak to them. I, I, I look up to the ceiling. I hereby repent before the Lord God of my crimes and sins. And I pledge myself to the Holy One, the Son of God, that I would follow him all his days, that I would act honorably before him. To my Lord Jesus Christ, I will be true and faithful. I will love all which he loves, and I will shun all which he shuns. He kind of looks uncomfortable as you pray. Then go in and do as you say, and show your repentance. Do, do my prayers upset you, Father? Of course not. Do you remember the prayer we used to pray after evening Mass together? Uh, yes, I do. How could I forget? Could you remind me? I, I forget the words. Um, I do not think it is from me that God would like to hear right now. But it was such a beautiful prayer. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you say it one last time with me? I think you should turn, convince your friends, and go. Father, there is one problem. What is that, my son? We never said prayer together at evening Mass. Prayer was said before Mass. He disappears, and the room disappears, and you find yourself back in uh, that room with the, with the water and the tree. Mm. And you see the guy playing his violin. So, uh, as the guy plays the song, he begins to be blown away as there's smoke in the wind. The room sort of fades away, and it transforms from a watery room with the tree and the, and the graving on the wall to a courtroom. Courtroom has a judge's thing, you know, a witness stand, two desks where you'd have the two sides, a, a box to your right, which is where you, the jury, would sit, and pews behind you where the public would sit. You find yourself standing at one of the tables, uh, and there is a judge. I will now hear the prosecution's opening statement. And you look to your right, and there is a man at the table mirrored on the other side of the room. And he walks forward, and there's people in the jury box. And he goes, uh, Men and women of this honorable courtroom, and of the jury, I am here to bring accusations against this man. And he points at you, David. Okay. The defendant is being charged with not being a Christian. And you will find today that I will outlay all the necessary evidence to prove so. And as so, I call my witness to the stand. I call forth Mr. David Cohen. And the judge says, Mr. David Cohen, please take the stand. And he gestures to the witness box. Am I still armed? Yes. You were just as you were. Now I'll play along. Okay, I go to the witness box. Please state your name for the record. David Cohen? Mr. David Cohen. 
You have heard your charges, correct? Yes. It's my intention to prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that you are guilty. I have a question for you, Mr. Cohen. When you first entered this world, you were given a mission to which you accepted. Is this not true? True. And on this mission, you happened upon a woman made of blood. Is this also not true? This is true. This woman you fought a deadly battle against and came victorious. While not slaying her, you were able to send her away. Is this true? True. Then did you not go out and reseek this woman who was already defeated? Reseek her? No. I will, I will advise the court to please look at the first evidence. There you will see a transcription of what happened. And you will see he left the lich's lair, went out into the woods to seek the blood golem. And the judge says it is so. And you will now see that the witness has lied at least once to this honorable court. As you suck out this woman, who had at this point run away and had received a soul, seeking her out, did you not lead her back into the lich's castle? We did. And after seeking her out, tell me, did she... Tried to harm you at this point. No. Did she threaten you? Mm, I don't recall. And why do you recall? Did you ask her to come back? Uh, I honestly don't recall. If we look at the evidence number two, you will see the reasons they are listed. Brought her back because David was told that through her blood... A serum could be made for his friend. This seems... Do you recall this now, Mr. David? Yes. This seems, he looked to the jury, like an honorable act. A man of faith would do protecting his friend. But you will find that this takes a sinister turn. When back in, he consorted with an evil man, the Red Elf, general to a lich, who the Lord cannot abide, brought him in. Consorted with this man for the death of this woman to stave off the infection. And David, with his very own hands, quenched the life from this woman who had newly received a soul and had not been threatening. Is this not true? This is true. He says this is true from his own mouth. You heard him confess. Tell me, does your scriptures say anything about murder? About murder, yes. Does it talk about killing someone who has no threat to you and is in no way threatening you? No. It does not? It does not. Tell me, what do you think your scriptures would advise you to do in such a situation? Do your scriptures talk about forcing someone to sacrifice their life for another? No. What do you think your scriptures would say on this matter? Uh, she, as you put it, by the Red Elf being evil because of his in league with the Lich, as she was in league with them, and by extension, also evil, 
my scripture would say, uh, a penalty must be paid for crimes you commit. I see. And were you fit to be the judge, jury, and executioner of this woman? What gave you the right to do so? She had seemed to repent. She had run away. You have been the one to bring her back into this den of iniquity. Uh, I don't see how running away is repenting. I move on to my second point. You will see that on his travels here in our world, Mr. Cohen, a self-proclaimed son of the all-living mighty God, son of Jesus, has committed murder on several occasions, some of which he has watched by, though he could help. Tell me, what are the two categories of sins that your Bible teaches? Two categories of sins. I don't know. You tell me. Is it not the categories of omission and commission? Yes. Could you please define for the courtroom what a sin of omission is? It would be, in a nutshell, allowing something bad to happen that you could have stopped. I see. In less than a week ago, a matter of a few days, before we could get even into triple-digit hours... Did you not stand idly by as a man who you have traveled with and cohorts with tortured an innocent civilian and to death to the point of ripping out his heart? Did you not stand by when that happened? I was not there when that happened. Did you not know it was happening? That a man was going to be tortured in the very next room? I did. Tell me, were you in chains? No. Did you have your weapons? Yes. And yet you did not act? I couldn't have stopped the guy if I wanted to. Oh, I see. And that must, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, mean that he shouldn't try. A mere few hours later, David said, and we will see this in evidence number three there in the court, and I quote, Thaddeus... This is going to have to happen. Some things you don't like. You best step out. End quote. Uh, Mr. Cohen, is Thaddeus not a self-proclaimed Christian? Yes. Do you believe him to be one? Yes. So when you told this man that things are going to happen that he would not like, you're saying things were going to happen that a Christian would not abide? No. No? Oh, well, then please clarify what you were saying. Well, Thaddeus, among being a Christian, is also a person— and I'd also seen uh, his reactions to things. I didn't think he would like it. That doesn't speak for all Christians. Then let me direct the question to you right now. Do you think a Christian would be comfortable with what happened in that room? Or what was going to happen? What you perceived was about to happen? I didn't know he was going to be killed. But what you perceived was about to happen, do you think a Christian would allow what's that well you tell me what you perceived your cohort mr phoenix august grad was going to do that you had thaddeus step out of the room he was going to compel the man to help us and do you think a christian should idly stand by as this man is so compelled sure circumstantially sure circumstantially 
interesting answer to the question. Mr. Cohen, would you say it is a characteristic of your adventure here that you have had many opportunities to stop things which are against the word that you so keep your life by, though you have not acted to stop them? Yes. I see. Doesn't sound like the act of a Christian to me. Let us move on to another point. I wish not to belabor our subject here. But I do want to be thorough enough that there will not even be a shadow of a doubt of this man's guilt. Mr. David Cohen, was it not said by you on your adventures here on this world that you were going to just kill everyone? No questions asked. That many times it was your preference, though you held your back, you held back, you told your friend, specifically the one who claims to be a Christian, and you so by your own testimony believed to be a Christian, though he held you back, you told him your preference was to just kill everyone. Is that a characteristic taught by your Jesus? I never said that. You never said that? No. Tell me, enlighten me how I mischaracterized you. What did you say? I said that from here on in, anything that confronted us, that I was no longer going to uh, stand down to something confronting us, would be killed. I see, and is that what your scriptures teach to take down all that would confront you? Self-defense is allowed. Interesting, self-defense. Now tell me, uh, where in scripture is this? What, what verse in the Bible, what book and verse does it say... Kill them all, let God sort them out. Could you please uh, show me that reference? I can't, and I never said that. Oh, so it isn't your scripture. My, my apologies. It seemed from the way you were acting that that must have been a scripture somewhere. I said self-defense. Uh, my apologies. It just seemed that that was uh, the way you were acting. I thought that might have been in scripture. Excuse my, my assumption. Mr. Cohen? Mm-hmm. How many people have you killed in your world? None. How many people have you killed in this world? Several. Several? Could you give me a number? Uh, six. Six. You think you've killed six people? Something like that. You count dragons? <laughs> I do not. Yeah, so probably like six. Six. Okay. Count goblins? No. No, Human in the beings. right mind would, and the uh, jury gives a little laugh. Okay, so just human beings. Intelligent beings. Ones who are made in the image of God. Yeah, I don't know. If I had to guess, six. I see, I see, I see. Six, while you've been here. And how long have you been in your world? 37 years. And how long have you been in this world? I don't know. How long have I been in this world? Uh, about a year, probably a little less than a year. A year. Hmm. Interesting numbers, we can all say. Interesting numbers. Quite a lot to be killed in quite so little time. Tell me, how would you characterize your change of attitude coming in this world as opposed to the one that you were originally from? Well, first of all, in my world, nothing's ever tried to kill me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I never had to resort to violence or self-defense in that manner. Okay. Uh, and I've never encountered pure evil as I have in this world, in my world. Evil's a little more hidden than it is here. I see, I see. If you had, 
encountered such pure evil in your world, if you knew someone was evil, would the way you have acted here be the way you would act there? If they tried to kill me, yes. Okay, I see, I see. And if they had not tried to kill you, but you knew that they were around? Well, I've never done that here, so yeah, I would do it the same. Interesting. Now, Mr. Cohen, were you forced to go to the south? To the south? Yes, from where you started, going to Kohal. No. Were you forced to accept the mission on the pain of death? To go to the Lich and kill him? No. Have you been forced to leave your job and come up here uh, north? I take that back. Yes, I was forced. You I were forced. Co I was coerced. You were coerced. And how so? Well, I was teleported or however you want to put it out of my world. And I was made to understand that I would not be allowed back to my world if I didn't do that. I see. I see. So your entire activities have been to get back to your world. Correct. I see, I see, I see. Or at least it was dangled in front of me. I see. By any means necessary. Get back to my world by any means necessary? Yeah. Well, I got back to my world by the way I was told I would get back to my world. Mm -hmm. uh, let me to ask you, Mr. Cohen, were you coerced and forced by any way to come up here in the north? To seek down uh, Mr. Oroku Saki? Yes. You were? How were you coerced to do this? Rokusaki threatened the lives of children. I see, I see. Innocent children. And uh, he said that if you, he was going to kill them, and you had to, you had to kill Mr. Rokusaki first. Correct. Interesting. You see, I would like to uh, appoint the judge to please look at evidence number four. You will see there that, in fact, Mr. Cohen is lying for the second time in the face of this court. I think you will see there... That what Rokusaki said is if you go after the girl, we will go after these children. Is it not true that if you had, according to what Mr. Rokusaki said, if you had left the girl alone, that he would not come back? And that he was not required for you to kill him to keep those children safe? Is that not true, Mr. Cohen? Left the girl alone or gave the girl back to him? Left the girl alone. He had already captured her at that very point. Yeah, that's true. Interesting. So, in fact, you were not coerced to stop him from hurting people. He had already stopped hurting people on his own. In fact, he had never started, but merely gave the threat of it. <laughs> it was a crime what he did. It was a crime what he did. And you are law enforcement? Actually, in that moment, I was acting as law enforcement, yes. I think you will see when we look at evidence number five here, as I submitted to the judge prior to time, the most respectful and honorable judge. That Mr. Cohen not only went up to the north of his own free will, not being forced to kill a man, but that he did so, that he forced a person to let him go, that he had obligations in Call Hall, but he used a request that must have been granted to get himself out of his job to go up north. He went above and beyond ordinary means to go up after this man. Can you not say, Mr. Cohen, that your actions while in this world have been nothing but bloodlust, that you have not ceased to kill a man when you have been given the opportunity, never showing mercy, which you have claimed that your people, that your book claims that you are so shown by your God and that he, that he wants his children to show the same mercy? Was there a question there? Perhaps I was too verbose.
would you not characterize your time in this world as bloodthirsty and lacking any mercy or even attempt at mercy? I would not. What way can you show me where you have been merciful? Please illustrate for the court. Uh, well, in one way, after the person in my party you're talking about did what he did in the north, I restrained him from doing it a second time after I knew what it was he wanted to do. And a third time, too. You have shown one act of mercy. I also gave Orokusaki the option of talking it out instead of fighting it out, which but, he declined. But did you not receive the very same option of mercy earlier yet still went up the north forcing no. mr rokusaki's hand no no what he asked us to do was ignore him and allow his criminal activity to continue he had made no attempt to how would you it. characterize his criminal activity mr cohen um he is a man who uses intimidation and extortion to get what he wants that's what a evidence crime. do you have of this what what he did in the orphanage is extortion that's not rightfully asking for something that's extorting something he extorted something i see is it not true mr cohen that he was simply getting procuring back his property not in a legal way i see so he must have taken legal action to we get have, his sure we live in a land of laws right the empire the emperor he could have brought it to a court oh but he can't come to a court in the empire because he's a criminal by whose definition? By their definition. Oh, really? And tell me, Mr. Cohen, the cops that you have interacted with, would you characterize them as good men? I'd characterize them as cops. Ah, as cops, but not good men. Trying to do good things, yes. That the man do is good. who was specifically hunting down Mr. Rokusaki, a one Mr. He looks at a piece of paper, a one Mr. Gordon, uh, Specialist Gordon Ramsay, would you characterize him? As a good person. I would characterize him as a person trying to do good in his way. And what charges was Mr. Roku brought up on again? Could you remind the court? We were not privy to that information. I see. Other than just he was a wanted criminal. It seems to me, from what we have witnessed so far, that there has been no criminal acts taken by Mr. Rokusak. It seems to me that he had traveled to the Empire... Hired in all legal mannerisms, he hired, posted on a board for mercenaries. You responded to the mercenary thing. You and your cohorts stole, which is a criminal act that Orokusaki is not responsible for. He merely hired the men to procure the rod, did not tell them to do it by illegal means. Yet they went out the way to perform an illegal act and give him the rod. And it seems that he had also tried to re- Gain his personal property by a means, though while many of us would shudder, were ultimately unharmful. That he, I would submit, merely acted in a way that he thought a thug like you would understand. <laughs> and then you further went and killed six men. I will remind the court, I do not want to mischaracterize this. David Cohen did not do this himself. It was a court hall of his who he did not stop or in any way try to tell him to. In fact, encouraged the re-procurement of this girl on one Miss Setsuko. Six men died who merely acted in self-defense when they died. 
as you have claimed, you have so very further acted many times and had his property stolen a second time. And then you go up to the north in the face of the man you stole to go kill him for simply getting back his property. This doesn't seem to me like something the question would do. Does this sound to you like something that would characterize a Christian? Stealing, uh, killing so many, going up to kill again. I guess you have to give me the definition of a Christian. Well, Mr. Cohen, you well, so much more knowledge with me. Why don't you give me the definition of a Christian? Well, it seems to be... I will, I will submit to this court that we will go by Mr. David's definition. Okay. Because uh, it seems to me that your only point here is to prove that a Christian is a sinner. Correct? And that a sinner is not a Christian? The definition of a Christian is merely someone who believes... In Jesus, proving a Christian is a sinner is like proving the sun rises in the morning. Everybody falls short of the glory. Any no man could sit on this stand and pass that test. That's not what makes me a Christian. <clears throat> he kind of like looks nervous and adjusts his coat. Mr. Cohen, <clears throat> healing sub definition. Tell me uh, if I could ask you to expand the definition if you would allow me. If I may ask you a point of question. A Christian. You so claim who can fall is not a characteristic of a Christian, one who repents when confronted with his sin? Yes. And it seems to me after confronting you with these many acts, you have done nothing but to justify these acts. You seem to me to be like a man who has nothing to repent from. <laughs> the only person I have to repent to is Jesus. Then, Mr. It Cohen, by your own testimony, under oath, would you say that you have asked forgiveness for your sins and are attempting to do the right thing now and to turn away from evil? I always do the best I can in this situation I'm in. That was not the question, Mr. Cohen. What's the question? A simple yes or no question. Do you have you repented from the sins you committed here on this, this world? And have you now turned away from them? Yes. And yet you still seek to kill Orokusaki, though he has done you no harm. And the only time he has attempted on your life was when you have attempted his. Again, I went to when I last saw Orokusaki, I offered to talk and he threatened my life and has made, brought this situation about. Were you not still in possession of his stolen property? I, we returned it, it was rejected. Oh, I see. Uh, you are surely referencing when Lady Atsoa came and made you an offer. Correct. It seems to me that if you were willing to give back this man's property, you would have done it as soon as you got into Antioch. What prevented you? Could it because be that you had no intention of returning him his property? It's because he's a criminal in hiding, and he's not a man you can just go see. A criminal in hiding. And again, what evidence have we seen for this? The man has merely gotten his property back. He's an extortionist. An extor I mean, what evidence do you have of this? Other than the extortion that you already described, what other evidence do I need? What extortion I've described? The threatening of the children. Th to get his property back? Doesn't matter. Extortion's extortion. He made no, no symbol that he had any means to do that under uh, peaceful terms. And so I couldn't seek him out. And then when I did see him face to face, I offered again, as I've stated, to talk it out. 
which he declined and merely said instead he was going to kill me. He doesn't leave many options. Tell me. Bring a Roku here now. Could this not have been prevented by simply not coming up the north? Was your mission when you came up to the north to bring back a Ro- bring back a Roku, his property, Setsuko, or was it to kill him? What was your mission when you came up north, Mr. Cohen? My mission was to settle it. To settle it. Was it not already settled when he had returned, gotten his property back? I never spoke face to face to a Rokusaki about getting his property back. But he had already gotten it back, and you sent out and killed six men. Your old friend killed six men to get you know, get a rope re-steal the well, property. Well, who's on trial here, me or my friend? You are stood. We you are on trial for not being a Christian. You have already admitted that sin of omission is a sin. You did not try yeah, to stop I, him. In fact, I you encouraged him to do this. He said he was going to get his property back, and you gave him all the blessings in the world. <laughs> I had no idea what his intentions were or how he would go about it. Surely, after spending so much time with Phoenix August grad, David thought he was a simple and contrite man and was going to use diplomacy to get her back. Surely we can all see this. I understand. I have uh, one last simple point of questioning for you, Mr. Cohen. Mm-hmm. Mr. Cohen, when uh, you claim that you have citizenship in heaven, but is it not true that you have citizenship in two different countries on two different worlds? I seem to recall a verse about being of the world, in the world, but not of it. Sounds to me like you're putting your finger on a lot of pies. I don't catch your meaning. What? Why you think in our Bible it says you can't be the citizen of a country? I'm simply asking you yes or no question. Are you not a citizen of two separate countries? Yes. Two separate worlds. Yes. He looks at the jury. Interesting. The prosecution rests, Your Honor. I have no further questions for the defendant. The defendant may leave the stand. The defendant may call witnesses to his defense and they will be provided for him and then he may make a closing argument mr cohen you may call your first witness <laughs> i call a rokusaki the doors open up and a rokusaki steps forward and he walks into the room and sits in the box uh the judge goes raise your right hand do you want to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth i do you may be seated you're questioning Defense. Uh, did you not uh, hire us to do a job under false pretenses, posing as uh, under a false name? It is correct. I did. So then would you then uh, grant me that that was all being done? That was already a tarnished contract from the beginning as it was done under false pretenses i do not the contract is perfectly legal (laughs) not already entering into the contract is fraudulent do you acknowledge that you were being fraudulent entering into that contract not under your name i think you will find that the contract had no wording about names where the wording was simply having men Procure the rod of thunder and lightning for me. Well, then I submit to the jury. I don't know the laws of your land, but in my land, the verbal parts of a contract are as important as the written parts of a contract. And misrepresenting yourself while entering into a contract um, tarnishes the contract in my world. Uh, Just like that to be known. 
Um, also, is it true that you sent men to threaten children in order to coerce us into doing what you wanted us to do? It is. Again, in your world, I'm not sure. In my world, this would be known as extortion and is the act of a criminal. Is it not true that when I saw you face to face again, I offered you an opportunity to talk it out? It is. And you declined? I did. And instead threatened my life? I did. So then would it not, would it be a fair statement at that point for me, uh, would it would or wouldn't be a fair statement for me at that point to be painted into the corner of thinking either I would die or you would die? It is. And so you had already shown yourself a very powerful man who could stretch all the way out from your land to the empire in order to enact uh, your threat. Is this correct? It is. So then, if you were in my shoes, would you not consider yourself defending yourself to come back up against that man? Objection. Conjecture. Sustained. Please rephrase the question. Were you expecting me to not fight? I was expecting you to do what all men do and try to sustain their life as long as possible. Against the threat of violence, correct? Yes. Okay. No further questions. Prosecution, you may cross-examine. Thank you, Your Honor, most honorable judge. Mr. Orokusaki, uh, <clears throat> when you entered the contract with Mr. Dave and his crew, was the payment? I see. Did you tell them how they were supposed to get this rod? No. I see. You did not tell them to commit a crime to get it. I did not. But they did anyway. Yes. I see. When you uh, threatened the children at that orphanage, had you any intention to full pile through with your threat? No. It was water we poured on those children. Why did you do this in such a way? Although not legal means to get back what property was yours? The police in Koro are corrupt. They see me as a criminal. There was no way I could get it back except on my own. David and his cohorts have proven to be men of blood. I did not think speaking to them calmly would convince them to give back that which was mine. I treated them the way I think I thought they would most understand. Speaking in a language I thought they would be most receptive to. They were violent men. I understood that only violence they would understand. I see. So, in a sense, you were painted in a corner. Yes. Very interesting. And uh, up in the north, Mr. Osirokusaki, do you think that the situation you and David found yourselves in could have been avoided? Yes. If he had never come to the north, would you have threatened his life? If I still had my property, I would have no reason to. I see. I see. No further questions, Your Honor. The witness may leave the stand. Call your next witness, defense. Actually, doesn't the defense get to go up a third time? Like, isn't it defense, cross-examine, and then you go up to say one last thing? If I, want, if I wanted to ask him another question, yes. I could. Yeah, okay, so the um, judge says, any more questions for the witness? 
Does the yes. defense have any more questions for the witness? Yes. Uh, just and to now, be clarify here, normally, I mean, this isn't obviously our law, but does the prosecution get to ask again after that? Or is it no? No, because it's my witness. Okay, cool. I think. I'm not a lawyer. But All right, well, I, that's the way we're going to do it. I'm though. pretty sure they wouldn't because it's my witness. That's the way we'll do it. So just to clarify, at any point prior to what we have already established to be uh, extortion, when you threaten the children, at any point before that, did you ever directly identify yourself to us, identify that Soku was your property, and ask in a nonviolent manner, in a non-threatening manner, to have her returned? No. And so basically what you're saying is you assumed that we would only react uh, to these sort of... Um, this way of doing things, and you never gave us uh, even an opportunity to do things in a peaceful way. Based on what I had priorly seen, the way you act, you are correct. Okay, just like that to be shown to the jury, we never had an opportunity to handle this in a nonviolent manner. Any further questions? No. Just <laughs> me. Leave the stand. Call your next witness defense. <laughs> well, usually you have like months to prepare for a trial. Um, <laughs> I like to imagine you actually said that out loud. Okay, I call Phoenix. The door opens and Phoenix August grad comes in. Wearing his full plate mail. That has been just priorly destroyed. So obviously this is not the real Phoenix. Okay. Um, just as you imagine, that was not the real Rokusaki. Correct. I get it. Phoenix. I would have shot. I would have shot him right in the face if I thought it was the real Rokusaki. Which proves his violent man on the case dismissed. Um, uh, he goes over and he says, "You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth." I do. You may be seated. He sits down. The defense. Phoenix. Am I in any way, shape, or form an authority over you? <laughs> no. Would you be compelled in any way, shape, or form to follow any order I give you? No. And so if you were going to, let's say, harm somebody, the only way I could stop you would be by force, correct? That is correct. And would you consider yourself, would you consider that a possibility that I would even be capable physically of stopping you from doing something? <laughs> Not, not if you want to have uh, all the pieces of your body remain intact afterwards. So, uh, in the case of the, the shopkeeper, did I not let you know in clear ways that I would, did not want you to kill him? Your Honor, I asked him, to, uh, the, prosecute, uh, the defense, to please clarify the question. There were two instances. Uh, the, the prosecution is saying that I made no attempt to stop uh, Phoenix from killing him, from killing the, the man that, there was only one man that was killed. The prosecution is saying, I made no attempt not to kill that man, and that's not true. I did verbally tell Phoenix that I did not think that that was a good idea. Please readdress your question. Did I or did I not make an attempt, even if it wasn't physical, to dissuade you from killing that man? You did. You seemed, you, con you conveyed disapproval. And just to reestablish, 
in your mind, there is no physical way I could stop you. No. Other than to ask you not to. Correct. Which I did. That is correct. And which you did not listen to me. This is correct. But then I did, after that, stop you a second and a third time, did I not? My memory is, is lax on the third time, but definitely the second In the woods, the guy in the woods, I told him not to. The guy we kidnapped? It is correct, yes. He told me not to be too sensible, which was a code for saying, don't kill the man. And when you attacked Soku, uh, Suko, sorry, Suko, uh, a defenseless woman, did I not in that moment physically attempt to stop you? You did. You drew your gun at me. So in your opinion, would you call me a man of bloodlust or a man of no compassion or mercy? Objection. The opinion of the witnesses not matter. Uh, character witness is absolutely allowed, Your Honor. Overruled. The witness may answer the question. So testifying to my character, would you call me a man totally void of compassion and mercy and, uh, and not trying to preserve life where possible? I would not say this is a fair characteristic. Okay, no further questions. The prosecution may cross-examine the witness. <laughs> like you, most honorable judge. Mr. Fingers, August grad, tell me, what is the one thing you are afraid of when it comes to combat? And perhaps I shall rephrase, maybe not fear, but you think you are most vulnerable to firearms. What is Mr. Cohen's main method of offense? Firearms. Interesting. Very interesting. Mr. Phoenix August Grant, when you were beating Setsuko and David, as you have corroborated, tried to stop you, what punishments did you receive afterwards? Nothing. Nothing. David did not seem to enact any sort of law against you. No. But he did try to act as judge during execution for the blood golem. Is that correct? I was not there. I cannot answer that question. Well, the jury will note that uh, he did, as we have previously established. No further questions, Your Honor. The defense may take a final pass at the witness if he so desires. No. You are excused from the stand. Call your next witness defense. I call Thaddeus. You're, you're in a courtroom. Um, you go up to a stand, and a judge says to you, um, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? So help me God. You may be seated. The defense may continue. Is the judge Elvis? No. <laughs> uh, Thaddeus, just for the jury, would you please... Tell the jury um, what your profession is. I'm a monk and a paladin of the Order of the Cross out of so, Winterhaven. So you are a Christian monk? Yes. And would you say you are versed in Christianity and the scripture? I've been taught it my whole life. So you would call yourself an expert in that matter? With humility, of course. Um, just for the jury and for the record, could you please uh, tell the court the definition of what you would a uh, Christian? What makes somebody Christian? 
one who follows after the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, who repents of his sins, turns away from them, and attempts to live life in service to Christ. Okay, but if you had to sum it up, where does it begin with what? Where does when you're not a Christian and you become a Christian, would it be just by not doing bad things and doing good things? No, that's only a part of it. It's when one turns away and repents from their sins. Right, but was that secondary? Meaning, what comes first in Christianity? What first must you Objection! Have? The defense is leading the witness. <laughs> okay, I'll rephrase the question. Very simply, how does one become saved and go to heaven in Christianity? In the most simplest terms. If you had to put it in one word, what would it be? Christ. Christ? Faith in Jesus Christ. There you go. So you would say... <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so faith in Jesus Christ is yes. how you become a Christian. Yes. Everything else would be secondary to that. Would that be a fair statement? A fair statement, yes. Okay. In your travels with me, would you call me a person who is completely void of compassion and mercy, never attempting to preserve life when possible? That is not what I've seen. So would you... Um, so you would describe me as a person with compassion and mercy who, w who has preserved life when possible? When possible, yes. Okay. Would you um, categorize me as a Christian? Mm, yes. Yes, I would. Would you categorize me as someone who has faith in Jesus? I would. No further questions. The prosecution may now cross-examine the witness. <laughs> Thank you, very Honorable Judge. Mr. Thaddeus Omring. Yes, sir. You were previously asked by the defense that if you would characterize David Cohen as a merciful man, and you answered in the affirmative just moments ago. Could that you please give us some yes. sites, some specific examples where he has shown mercy, where he could have shown contempt? When we were on the road traveling north, we discovered a woman named Suko. Uh, our companion, Phoenix, was in favor of letting her stay on the side of the road. David spoke up for her defense to take her in and give her some healing and food. Uh, another example would be in the case of uh, Dr. Jekyll. Uh, I was, there was some debate as to whether to bring him in for questioning or to kill him. Uh, but David was for sparing his life, if I recall correctly. I'm sure there are other examples at the time, but I'm still not sure, quite sure what's going on. Interesting. So you could come up with two, and the jury will remember how many were levied against the defendant. I'm sure there are others, but there are no cited examples, so I'm sure they're not very memorable. Another question to you, Mr. Thaddeus. Yes, sir. Could you tell me... In what would you call Mr. Phoenix Augustgrad, your co-adventurer, similar to David, and David similar to him in any way? How do you mean by similar? In any way are they similar? Do they share similar characteristics? They both have five fingers. <laughs> I'm speaking, of course, excuse my, my, my language is not specific enough, in their personality, in their emotions, their decision-making. At some times, of course, they come to agreements 
Okay. In what ways would you call them similar? Could you maybe cite some specific examples in which they've come to agreement? Something more significant than what to eat for breakfast, uh, please. I remind you are under oath, Mr. Thaddeus. Yes, sir. To be honest, I'd have to think about it for a moment. Maybe, I, maybe I can help nail down the results. In, can you think of any examples where you disagreed with Mr. Phoenix August grad, but David agreed with him? Could you maybe think of even one of those examples? I believe the two of them were in agreement on coming north. We were discussing... I don't remember the particulars of the situation. We had to make you, a decision between going south or going north again. Why he wanted to come north? Uh, who is he? Mr. David Coleman. Uh, I believe uh, part of it was to um, stop attacks from Orokusaki. And mm -hmm. uh, the original reason we were eventually going to go north was to find a, an artifact. When you plan to go up north, was not your plan to burn down the business of Mr. Rokusaki? After evacuating it, yes, that was the original plan. I see. Would you say that this is something Christians often do? Not often. Not no. often, not often. Uh, there was an example, I would like you to recall to your mind, where you dealt with a blood golem. Do you remember this example? I do. There was a point here when David had killed the blood golem and you disagreed with this action. Can you tell the court why you disagreed? Um, I believed David and I disagreed on whether the blood golem had a soul or not. I see. But you gave the blood golem the benefit of the doubt as a man of faith and David, as a so-called man of faith, did not. And in fact, with his own hands, killed this blood golem. Is that correct? As you phrase the question, yes. I see. The court will notice how the answer was in the affirmative. I have one last uh, question for you. What would you say is evidence of a Christian? If you were to look at a man, if I were to put a man before you could look at parts of his life, what would be the evidence of him being a Christian? It would depend on the man. What uh, evidences any man can be held to? For some, it would be fruit in their life of following Christ. What would this fruit? How would this manifest this fruit? Uh, some it may be good works, and some it would just be simply repenting to God before God calls him home. It, if you are asking, if a Christian who has little work in his life can be saved, absolutely. That is just not my question, Mister Thaddeus. If you were to look at somebody. You cannot look at them and tell if they have repented, can you? No, not right off the bat, I no, would say no. Well, what things do you see that show you that they might be Christian? Since you cannot see repentance, what do you see? Work. Work. Works would Works. be the immediate thing that jumps to mind. Like what? Feeding the sick and homeless, spending time with orphans and widows. I have no further questioning. Defense me... <laughs> Have a third pass at the witness. So does I. Yes. All right. Um, when we were in Core Hall and we had some time off, did you remember how I chose to spend my downtime, as it were? Uh, yes, with our friend Jared, feeding and spending time with the orphans. You hear a pencil snap as the prosecution is like, 
snapped a pencil out of like stress. So would you categorize a man who would go and spend time and work with orphans when he would receive no financial benefit or any sort of benefit on his own free time, a work of a Christian? Yes, that is what Scripture tells us to do, absolutely. And so by your own definition, by my doing that, as I did, you would say that could be categorized as the work of a Christian. Yes. Again, another example, when given the opportunity uh, of not being threatened or attacked, I have acted in that way, that you could look at me and say, that is a Christian man. Right. Is that a fair statement? Repeat. Uh, uh, repeat in times when we were not being threatened or physically attacked, meaning in an actual just downtime, what I chose to do with my time, mm -hmm. working with the orphans, so would you, would it be a fair categorization of that to say that would be the act of a Christian man? Yes. No further questions. Anna, if we may approach the bench. Yes, you both approach the bench. Your Honor, I have another question for the witness, and I feel it's absolutely germane to the case. If the defense would allow, I would like to pass a fourth pass, if it would be allowed. There was no precedent for this. I will leave this completely up to the defense. You may make the decision. No, he had his time. You are denied your request. Call your next witness, defense. No further witnesses. You may now make your closing statements, beginning with the prosecution. <laughs> Thank you, Captain gentle and honorable judge. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I think you have seen that we have illustrated here with this man here that when given the opportunity to commit violence, he did. And though there may be an act or two where he did a good thing, even the most evil men in the world, evil, did not Arcturus still feed people? Did not people still eat during his time as a ruler, though he was an evil man? The question here isn't whether or not evil men can do good, whether good men can do evil. It's whether or not this man is a Christian, and this man has not proven that he has been with the opportunity to commit violence. He always took the violent way out. He had committed crimes of theft of, of three separate occasions. He has stood by while evil was done when it was in his ability to stop it. This man has not shown true faith. He has not repented. And even today, in this very building which we are, he is going to assassinate a man who he could have left alone and let live. All because of a few things that he had done to provoke this man as stealing his property. I think I have proven beyond the shadow of a reasonable doubt that this man is guilty. And I think he will find in my favor. The defense may give his closing statement. As the jury knows, in a court of law, in a trial, uh, the only thing on trial is the charge. It was my understanding as the charge was read that the only thing I'm on trial for is whether or not I am a Christian not whether or not I have ever uh, in my life acted in good or bad ways, um, merely whether or not I'm a Christian. And as you heard defined by the court today, by the expert witness, um, that is a requirement of faith, which can only be judged by Jesus himself and not by men. And the only things we have to look at are the acts of men. And yes, um, Prosecution has shown that in times I might have in situations uh, made decisions or, or done things that aren't always with the letter 
of what you would imagine a Christian man to be. But again, as I said earlier, um, all Christians are sinners and all acknowledge that they are sinners and exposing their sins does not disqualify them as Christians. And I've also shown in the court that I have done uh, good works. But if you could think about it another way, even if you brought a man in this court and all you saw from him was good that he had done and good works, this would not save that man. You cannot be saved by the good uh, and you cannot be uh, damned by the bad. It's only outside of faith that you are damned. And I am a man of faith and belief, not a perfect man, but a Christian man. And that's the charge that's against me today. I rest. The jury will deliberate. The jury gets up and leaves. They come back a few minutes later. What has the jury found? We, the jury, on the charge of David Cohen being not being a Christian, find the defendant. David, you find yourself in the jury box. And the room disappears around you. There is Thaddeus standing in the room with you. Thaddeus, you and David are back in that room with the water and the tree. And the uh, bard... Uh, as soon as David kind of re like looks like he's actually like paying attention to everybody here again and is back in, in the world of our minds, you know, uh, he mm -hmm. stops playing. And he packs up his instrument. Interest, in instrument. Uh, do I realize what just happened? To David, no, but to what happened to you, yes. I look at him. That thing that we had just done with David in the call did not happen mm. to you, so you have no clue about that. Gotcha. Gotcha. I look at him. Oh, that was a very neat trick. That's a talented man. Well, mine was weird. What happened to you? I saw a very old friend who I need to speak to once we're done up here, David. I've gone too long without seeing him. But first, we should conclude our business here. Okay. So I take it everything came out all right because we're still standing here? I hope so. You see Phoenix is crying in the middle of, like, uh, the area. His, his, his gas mask is off, and he's weeping into his hands. Phoenix. <sighs> he wipes his face. What? Are you okay? I'm fine. Do you need a moment? That is, I could use the rest of my life without hearing from you. Mm, of course. I look for Suko. <laughs> She's near the entrance of the room. Is she... Behaving in no way different than normal... Okay. Is Malpass? Behaving no different than what is his normal. Gotcha. Which is abnormal. Correct. Uh, is the musician still there? Yeah, he's Somewhere. packing his instrument up. Why do you serve him? Master Rokusaki. Yes. I serve him because he is a good man. And he's been good to me. I hope you guys enjoyed my melody was very potent. <laughs> it's quite a trick you have there. I was happy to be able to perform for you. And I hope that uh, you heard what you needed to hear and that uh, no harm came to you. Yes, I did. But we would still like to speak with your master. I cannot stop you more than you can stop yourselves. Very well. By the way, would you know anything about a dragon on the shores? I would not. Well, 
we'll inform your master for you then. Good day. Most pleasant day to you. I look at David. Ready? Ready. Phoenix. Yes. You got, you, got yourself together over there? Yes. I have a feeling this is going to get worse before it gets better. I um, want to talk to you guys about something. I cock my head. Sometimes we have to do what we have to do. Right? You can't change it. You just... Sometimes you don't like what you have to do, but you do it. Regardless. I want to... Um, restate my desire that you would please not let my... If I die, if this does not go well, that you would not let my bones rest here, that you would take them to the to Core Hall, uh, to the Empire, maybe somewhere near Core Hall, but just in the Empire. And uh, in that manner, uh, he reaches to his purse. He goes, I have 65 gold and 3 silver and 2 copper left. Um, let us make a contract, you and you two and I, split it between the two of you, and shake hands, and you agree to bring me, bring my bones back. You need not charge me to return your bones. <laughs> Mr. Stadius, um, deals between friends is good as long as you remain friends, but friendship is as easily lost as it is gain. You do not... Uh, you should know that as quickly as anybody else after I hurt Suko. You were not so happy with me. So let's just make this an official deal. You do business with people you don't like. It's what you do, but a business is a deal is a business deal. You just keep to it because you're a man of your word. So let's exchange gold, shake hands, and agree. I look at David. If that's the way you want it, but you hold on to the gold. At least take one gold piece. Payment isn't rendered till the service is rendered. I'll relieve you of your gold at that time. So be it. He holds out his hand. Uh, I shake it. I look at it, and then I shake it. Good. Let's hope that nobody has to uh, keep this deal, huh? I'll make, I'll, I will let you off the hook, though. You don't need to find my foot bone. That can stay buried. <laughs> Surely you know the heart of my request. Yes. We right. won't leave you behind either way. Good. Let's, uh, let's go and hope we can fight with our fists instead of our minds in the next room. As you guys walk uh, to the other end of the room where the wooden door is, mm -hmm. you hear the gag. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. And with that, we end our session. Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. Your players have been David and Dom, and Caleb has been your GM. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. Of its pain, it turns into a plane and then it turns back again when you